Aren't we funny? We're funny. We're funny guys. We're fun guys. We're like mushrooms because uh, we're fun guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they never heard that one before. Well, if they had a goofy science teacher, I'm sure they have. So, so they have uh, hey, that? Uh, uh, roll down the window. Roll down the window. Well, yeah. Odd couple too. Oh, Remember, see, it's been a long roll time. Roll down the window, and he, he tries to throw the ice out the window, except he didn't roll the window down. Oh, yeah. I thought it was open already. It was just so clear. <laughs> oh, man. I have to... Is that on somewhere? I think you have to rent it somewhere, but I don't think it's streaming. Bah! It was on something for a little bit a while ago, so... <laughs> doesn't really help us now, do, does it? Do you remember when they drive into the desert? Like yeah, Felix and takes the bikes a nap, are like passing them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he takes a nap and he wakes up. Where the hell are we? Where are we? I don't know. Man, I gotta watch that. <laughs> well, where's the I map? I threw it out the window. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't it? Didn't he? Didn't it like catch on fire? Yeah, from because cigar of the cigar and it, <laughs> and it in his crotch. And Jack Lemon just starts laughing, Felix. <laughs> and what the hell made you do a stupid thing like that? <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny movie. I got to get that. Maybe I'll buy it. I'll see how much it's it hilarious. is. But anyway, uh, are you recording, Christian? Uh, yes. As you Okay. Yes. We got regular man, false alarms, system malfunctions, child abuse, all of this and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from a shed in Tennessee. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast and it starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back to yet another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. Pretty exciting stuff. We are, we just finished Godzilla and we're heading into, as promised, phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're heading into it and I'm heading into it with a very special friend of mine who is on every other episode as well. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Spencer. How are you? Good? Good. That's good. I'm psyched for MCU Phase 2. And sadly, not to my immediate left or right or center is the voice, Joel, because he's not joining us for these. He needed a little break. His stamina is not what it used to be, so he's taking this franchise off. And you might say but he, you'll still hear his voice. He needed a little uh, in the fresh intro. Of breath of fresh air. I think you might. Yeah. But, when he uh, hears this episode, you know, in in but, lieu in lieu of him, we've got Luna, your dog. You might yeah, be able to hear her a little bit. But she's uh, in here panting. Maybe she'll be just as fireworks. good as Joel. But there's we'll, fireworks we'll several see. miles away. So she's I love her, but she's she's got some anxiety issues. But anyway, like any. I I also got to say speaking of Godzilla, mm -hmm. yeah, obviously we just finished it up. That was one of our most downloaded 
franchises oh, Godzilla was. So thanks everybody. That was a good Thank one. Maybe you. we'll just do Godzilla. Thank you. We'll, we'll do Godzilla all over again, except we'll switch places. I don't know. Sure, sure. But right now, that's over, and we are back mm. in MCU. One we're year later. Two. A little earlier. A little earlier. A little earlier. There's a lot to unpack in this phase, and this is when it really... Well, actually, it does have like <laughs> one of the biggest duds in it, yeah. but it also really ramps up. Like We're in it. Everybody's comfortable with their characters. I'm almost more excited about this one because just as you go they get right. better and better and better yep so i'm just really excited a part of me almost proposed to you like let's just do it let's just finish it off all 20 whatever movies are left but nope we're gonna keep our tradition Summer and of MCU. we'll probably never catch up to current whatever is in production at the time whether the show is but they're gonna keep making them maybe we'll catch up someday because by the time we get to like Endgame, it's going to be um, irrelevant anymore. But the novelty is never going to wear off. Well, let MCU me tell you something. Next year, we're going to be getting into Phase 3, Summer of MCU Phase 3. That'll be exciting. But they'll only be several films into Phase 4 at that point. So we'll kind of be caught up. We might be able to time that up with whatever the next Avengers is. Yeah. Although there's going to, there's a lot of shows like that's going to be, we're going to have to do the shows, not episodic. We're going to have to do them as they were, as if they were one movie. If we do it where we lead up to like the release of whatever the Avengers movie is, mm, that might be a decision. Phase four has a lot of stuff. Right. And they're all already. coming out in the same year. Yeah. Yikes. Well, no, well, we may yeah, have next to move year, it to winter of years MCU. <laughs> yeah, we might. We might have to. We honestly might have to break it up. But right now, tonight, at well, uh, at long in last, case you're, yes. in case you're wondering, we're the sequel men, as we've said, as Joel has, has said. He is still in the intros. Um, and we talk about film franchises. That's what we do. We talk about them, review them. We give our opinions that mean... Nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it's fun. It's fun to talk about them, and uh, we're cool. We're cool guys. And today, we're starting it off hot with Iron Man 3. Mm -hmm. Or if you can't read, Iron Man 3. Or if you're Little. a fan of the periodic table, F.E. Man 3. Yep. Fee Man. Fee Man. Correct. Yes. Correctamundo. I uh, watched this movie... I remember when I watched it in theaters, I was very underwhelmed. And then when I watched it again, like when it came out and I, you know, got it online somewhere, I I watched it again. I'm like, yeah, I like it less now. But I, I have to say, knowing everything that has happened since and kind of being more familiar having watched phase one with a tighter eye last year. Mm -hmm. Iron Man three to me, I didn't give it enough credit. I guess I didn't get what it was trying to do. Cause it, oh, man, I'm glad you come around there. It might be the best Iron Man movie. I honestly, I think we hit the anvil with that one where you did. Right. It's tough. I thought Iron Man two was going to be my favorite Iron Man, but even though, yeah, even though Iron Man 
in the suit is in this for like two minutes. I guess it's it's deeper than that. And that's the part that I was failing to see. Like, it is about Iron Man. But he is Iron Man. It's When he is in the suit, it there's spectacular moments, though. Yeah. Which makes him all the more the suit. stand out. Yeah. And when the suits are just by themselves. Particularly in Act 3, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But we see some stuff that to this point in the MCU we had never seen, and we're like, what? like we're Iron Man doing things with suits we've never seen, and it's oh man. Dope. During the lead up, I think I saw some promotional stuff for it, and I was looking at some of the suits they had on the website or whatever, and there was the gold, the gold plated solar suit. That one was my favorite, but I don't think that I saw cool. it when I was watching it uh, last night. I didn't see it. There is, you remember that bigger suit that just yeah. he uses to like hold yep. the thing up? Everybody's like, it's the Hulkbuster suit. Hulk it's the Hulkbuster. Yeah. It must have been a prototype, mm. though. Yeah, it was, maybe it was a Bruce Banner Buster suit. A Bruce Banner it's Buster. It's not Hulk Banner. It's, it's not the Hulk triple Buster. B. Yeah. Not quite. But no, it, it was still cool the to color see. color was way suits. off. It was just silver. But the suits, as we'll get into the movie. As we get into it, which we got a couple more things we can talk about real quick before we get into Act One, but sure. the the suits play a major role in the film, not just in like yeah, char- like just looking awesome and action sequences and and that sort of thing, but also to Tony Stark as a character. And where do we pick off? Where we ended Phase One with the Avengers? Yep, and. We see, going right into phase two here, we see Tony kind of naturally dealing with what happened in that film. Yes. But in particular with him. And as it re- pertains to the suits, we'll get into it. But where were you? This is what I wanted to talk about first. Where were you when you first saw the movie? You I saw it in the- theaters with, with Krista, with my wife, when it okay. first came out. And I think my expectations are super high just because at that point, you know, we knew what it was probably, what the MCU was probably going to be capable of. Did you react And I was similarly? just expecting, like, to that point, the post credit scenes were, we were expecting a lot from those, and that one was disappointing for me in this one. But watching it now, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of fun. It just doesn't set up anything. Um, I originally thought... It kind of sets something it, up. Kind of. Kind of. I originally thought that the humor took away from the story, but having seen, uh, I think I've pretty much seen all of Shane Black's films since seeing this, and it's pretty on par for what he does. I've not seen and a I, single I appreciate one. it. They're, well, he, you haven't seen any of them? Nope. Well, I know let me he's just tell aliens. you some of them. Or not aliens, sorry, Predator. Yeah, you saw that. Did you go and see that? He wasn't in the new one, though. We and you went and saw that. Yeah, the he directed one. that. He directed the, the new one? Yeah, 2018. Oh, yeah, well, we did see that. So you've that, seen but... one other one. But even that, like, it's not really a great film, but it's action comedy. That's his thing. Right. He directed the movie The Nice Guys. You ever heard of that one? Yeah, heard of it, didn't watch it. Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling. Yep. And it's... It's a, you know, uh, it's a buddy cop type mystery action, um, um, action comedy. 
and it's just his style works. It's right up his um, alley. His first film, Iron Man Three, he actually is. worked with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it was called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and again, it's a murder mystery that brings two people together to work on something like too unlikely, what I mean, a buddy cop type thing, and it's an action comedy, and that works. Iron Man Three is kind of a buddy cop film, and it's an action oh, comedy. Oh, it goes full on eighties lethal weapon in the, yeah, <laughs> at it, the end. It kind of works for me. And it it go it's it's lethal weapon meets Die Hard because it's a Christmas movie. I would we will get I into. consider this a Christmas. Movie. It is it's a, a movie Christmas that takes movie. place during Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. exactly. That may, so does Die Hard. I've never seen it. But I, I feel like I have either, to decide I know to have I, an opinion. It's notorious for being, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. But I doubt it. Does it have John McClane saying, jingle all the way, motherfucker? I see with Christmas movies, a little sidebar here. Uh-huh. I consider a Christmas movie a movie that takes place during Christmas and centers on Christmas. Like it's about Christmas. Uh-huh. A Christmas like Home movie. Alone. A movie, yeah, like a movie that just takes place during Christmas is not a Christmas movie. If it's okay, not making Christmas so, the main thing. So like Harry Potter, those movies aren't Christmas movies. But they, they make, have you Christmas remind scenes. you of Christmas because of when they came out. Yeah. Now, by your Christmas definition, movies. is Jingle All the Way not a Christmas movie? Jingle All the Way? With Arnold? Yeah. That is. Because... It centers on Christmas. Well, the whole it centers plot on is revolving around Christmas. It's, very... it's made for Christmas. You're right. Yeah. Um, but Iron Man three. Iron Man what you, three. Well, where'd you first see it? And what'd you th- think at first? The the thing I remember about seeing this film, I went and saw it. I, I can't remember if it was April or May. It came out April thirteenth or fourteenth. Wait a minute. Nope. May third. May 3rd in the United States. I have it right here on Wikipedia. Oh, came out cool. May 3rd. So we're pretty close to when it originally came out. Yeah. A couple weeks later. Kind of like how we were close to when Spider-Man came out last year. When we covered those movies. It just happens like that it sometimes. Just happens. What do you know? But uh, I went and saw it with a group of buddies of mine. My my One of my best friends, Justin. Shout out. And a, a couple other friends of ours, we went and saw Iron Man 3. And I remember we sat at the very top and we were right under the fan or under the speaker. And I remember it sounded a little funny because we were right underneath it. But that's what I remember. I went and saw it with those buddies of mine. I really enjoyed the movie. It was just, it just reminds me of like one of those summer blockbusters. It's a beautiful day out. You go, you meet up with your buddies, you go get food or whatever, and you go see a movie get your bucket of popcorn kind of like what me and you and joel would do when we saw like wonder woman and guardians 2 but yeah those are the days those are the days we'll get back to it with black widow right we have to yep yep july right that is july Mm, i think so but i think so that's what i remember i uh i remember loving the end credits just the stylization oh the yeah we'll get into that way later but that's what I remember. I, I I don't remember having any issues with it, really. I had a couple. I mentioned the humor thing, but that wasn't the biggest issue for me that this time watching it, 
I understood it, and I'll get into why He's I understood it. He's got some definite problems, that's As for we sure. go, but the the whole thing with Mark 40... Hold on, you can probably hear that door. She's moving around the door. Hey, Luna. <laughs> Either stay in here or go out. Make your choice. Anyway. Paragon or Renegade, Mark what's 40 it going to be? Two. I had an issue. I thought it did it did the whole oh mark 42 is here and then it breaks i thought that gag went on too long and too many times but but i'll explain as we go yeah why i this time watching i'm like okay i get it i get it i can appreciate that and i get it hmm. so remind me remind me to tell you why but um we can get into it if you want we can start right off act one you want to I guess we can. I I was just glancing through Wikipedia to see if we could pull out any trivia bits, but I can't really find anything at this moment. Oh, I got a trivia bit. Oh yeah. Uh we're we're fans of Breaking Bad on the show here. We've watched Breaking yes. Bad. I haven't seen the whole show, but uh, so good. The woman who plays Mrs. Davis, the the in the bar who he goes to meet in Act Two with the file. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is Mrs. Spooge. Yep, she's in or, there. Or a.k.a. Skank. Yep. Who squishes she his head with the addict. ATM machine. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, but yeah. <laughs> That's one of the most memorable parts of the show for me. But I ain't yeah, no that, skank. That got me. <laughs> yeah, that got me. <laughs> Um, a couple bit. That's I didn't her. Read through anyway, Dale Dickey is what she's credited as. Dale Dickey, great actress, great actress. I yeah yeah. I have just a couple things. Okay, Leia. This just fun little. This is the the first Iron Man movie to not be directed by John Favreau. I yep. think he wanted to just kind of sit back, supervise, kind of have fun with his character. Because he had a. He had a producer role on this one. Yeah. And it is also the first Iron Man movie to gross over $1 billion. Yeah, And it's, at the time, the second Marvel movie to reach that mark, with the Avengers being the first. And I really like this. Robert Downey Jr. pushed to get Gwyneth Paltrow to have some action scenes, and producer Kevin Feige approved, quoted saying... We're bored by the damsel in distress, but sometimes we need our hero to be desperate enough and fighting for something other than just his own life. So, there's fun to be had with, is Pepper in danger or is she the savior over the course of this movie? So I thought that was fun. Well, don't get used cool to it. Thing. No, well, I sure, yes, okay. Yeah, for now, that's what we'll say. For now... <laughs> oh, I, oh, 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 go ahead. What? The other big, no, no, no. I'll actually get to that. The Mandarin thing that I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yes, we get the to Mandarin. The yes. That Ready I, for another lesson? <sighs> All right, we'll, we'll get into oh, it. Oh, man, so good. I'll talk about when it's relevant. But so, quick little yeah, thing. They did film a little bit of stuff. They filmed some stuff in China. And from Wikipedia here, an extended version of the film specifically for Chinese audiences was created. 
17 Ooh. companies provided the film's visual effects. Woohoo! Wow. Wow. Weta Digital did. Weta Digital, uh, the folks responsible for the, the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Oh, cool. Second to none. Right up your alley. Next to ILM. They are the best in the business as far as I'm concerned, but they do amazing work. Awesome. Awesome. They also did some stuff for the Avengers. I think we discussed that last year as well. But Probably. anyway. Sounds kind of familiar. America. Ready for another lesson. In 1864 in Sand Creek, Colorado, the U.S. military waited till the friendly Cheyenne Braves had all gone hunting, waited to attack and slaughter the families left behind and claim their land. 39 hours ago, the Ali Al Salam Air Base in Kuwait was attacked. I, I, I did that. A quaint military church filled with wives and children, of course. The soldiers were out on maneuvers. The Braves were away. President Ellis, you continue to resist my attempts to educate you, sir. And now, you've missed me again. You know who I am. You don't know where I am. And you'll never see me coming. Act one. We create our demons. Or something like that. We open on exploding Iron Man suits and a voiceover from Tony himself. But let's go back, flashback to 1999 when Tony was a straight up playboy and tried to bone Maya Hansen, remember her, a botanist, quote unquote, developing the extremis limb regrowing formula. She tries it on a plant, it blows up. Super nerd Aldrich Killian tries to talk to Tony, but Tony tells him to go on the roof. He stands him up. He's like, nah, you're a nerd. He's got like this weird leg thing where he walks with a cane and he's, his teeth are messed up and he's just nerd. I feel bad for him. Anyway, back to present day. Tony is working on his Mark 42 that malfunctions, as we've mentioned, and we meet... After a couple different things happen, we meet the Mandarin, again with quotes, through a terrorist video, uh, sorry, a terrorist video warning America that he's coming for them. I, yeah. Tony had, uh, he meets with Rhodey at a bar and he has a PTSD meltdown and then, then we're in a different scene Pepper meets with a now mega handsome Aldrich Killian, who's trying to sell her the idea of Extremis. Back at home, Tony and Pepper have a run-in with the PTSD again, and Mark II comes to save Tony unknowingly to him and Pepper, because he stands over Pepper and tries to attack Pepper in their sleep. So Pepper's pissed. She leaves and sleeps in the basement, which that's where all the other... That's where all the other <laughs> suits are. So... Uh, maybe tell him to go sleep. Tinker with that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Happy Hogan tracks some glowy guys, and one of them blows up and leaves shadow people, and the bald glowy guy grows some toes back. Another terror video before we visit Happy in the hospital, and Tony talks to reporters, and in an anger-filled reaction, he gives out his address to the Mandalorian. The Mandarin. I almost said the Mandalorian. The Mandarin. 
Maya visits Tony about something urgent, and Pepper wants to leave. Suddenly, bombs come flying in from helicopters outside, and it's chaos. Tony calls on Mark 42 to protect Pepper by suiting her up, and in the madness, the house is gone, his suits are gone, he loses everything inside, and almost drowns but flies out of the ocean just in time. And that's Act 1. Uh, dude, when you mentioned right at the end there, he, I almost did an RDJ, I feel, with that. That cadence, yeah. I just, right there, yeah. But I didn't think that he did it to protect Pepper. I thought it was just part of the running gag of the suit malfunctioning. Mm. And go and accidentally, like, it, she intercepted the path of the suit, is what I thought. Uh-uh. I didn't think that he did it intentionally to no, protect her. No, he did because he points to her. Because he, well, oh, something that right. I forgot to mention in here, when he's messing with it at first, he's like injecting something into his arm that lets him control the different pieces of the suit. And kind of a cool suit up where each piece oh, is yeah. controlled I by his hand. I love that sequence. So like when, when it goes on Pepper, wherever it, he points, that's where the suit goes. So he points and sends it to Pepper to protect her. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I never thought that. I thought. I just thought it was like, oh, an accidental thing. But no, it was uh, cool. on purpose for real. A little foreshadowing with her. A little foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> also, there's a lot of foreshadowing. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of a ring theory also in terms of how the movies are structured. Uh, yeah. Compared to Iron Man One, going back a couple of movies, coming full circle, is that it opens in it opens in media res again. Sort of. Except this time we're in the past. We're not in the future going back to what happened before. Actually, you know? we it does I mean, technically it, it, open it within the future. Short, though. Yeah. Yeah. But then a flashback. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we get Jensen again. We do get Jensen. See, when I Jensen. first... At, when I watched it in theaters at the time, I had seen Iron Man, but didn't... Not with like a critical eye. I watched it for entertainment, so his name didn't. But when I watched it this time, I'm like, oh my, oh. You got it. And did you catch his line when he's like, you know, maybe maybe another time. Yeah. Or, or yep. whatever he I says. I love that. I love very that. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Very cool that he met him. Did they mention that they met before in Iron Man? No. Nope. Okay. I don't think they did. I don't believe so. All right. Oh, yeah, perhaps that, another time is what he says. Yeah. Oh, when Iron Man kind of blows him off. Oh, yep, that's true. I was trying to remember the line, too, but um, the doctor the doctor that he talked to before that, Dr. Wu, I wonder if he plays a pu- uh, part in future movie at some point. I can't think of anything, but he makes a joke <laughs> about, like, oh, we're gonna, we might need a heart doctor after what I'm going to do to her. Ha, ha, ha. He, with, well, is he a, uh, one Rebecca of the doctors Hall, at the by end? the way. What's that? Is he one oh, of the wait. doctors at the end? Yeah, yeah. It, oh, is he, I don't know. Is that's he a ring actually, theory. Or are we just assuming? That is him. I remember looking at, you know, you can see his eyes and stuff but with the face mask. And I was like, he's a cardiologist. He's working on the heart. He's working on keep getting the shrapnel off his heart. So it must mm-hmm. be him. So that's mm-hmm. kind of tying it back. Ooh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Hey. I didn't either, but I just thought, eh, he probably is. But Rebecca Hall plays uh, Maya Hansen, you said? Hansen? Yeah, Maya Hansen. She, I thought, 
we were watching the movie last night. I was like, she looks familiar. Is she? She's from Kong. She's from Godzilla versus Kong. She's the doctor. Oh, yeah. Gia's she is. adoptive mother. We went right from, right from Rebecca Hall back to Rebecca Hall. I, that's our own. That's like a, a Sequelman ring theory. Back to me. <laughs> back to, although a lot of people in, in like Kong Skull uh, Island or MCU just. That's true. That was so we the same casting theory. director. Yeah, we Hello. kept up that ring theory. Ring theory, Sequelman ring theory. Ring theory. Uh, Joel? No. <laughs> maybe these episodes won't go till one o'clock in the morning with two people. <laughs> no, we miss him though. Joel, we miss you. Shout out, Joel. Shout out to Joel. I hear Joel echoing, blow me, me, me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? That's something he says too. I don't know. Yes. The, yes. Well, the, I have a bone to pick with her character, by the way, but I'm not going to do that until later. Okay. I'm going to leave the bone sitting right here. But Okay. Uh, speaking of bone, speak, they tried a bone in 99. They do. They do. That's when they meet. Let's, let's, uh, let's go back. What is he right on the card? Yeah, let's go back. We see Aldrich. Aldrich, Aldrich Killian. He's Aldrich trying to Killian. sell the idea of this uh, aim to Tony. Aim. And what is it? Ah, it's, recognizable I, name in the Marvel universe. Yeah, but what Advanced exactly idea is mechanics. It? What's that? What is it? it? What is this that he's trying to sell him on? What is he's aim? He's trying to... Aim is idea, advanced idea mechanics, and I don't. It's a think tank, uh-huh. and he's like telling him, "Oh, we're working on all this fun, or not fun, but <laughs> we're working on all this advanced technology and these these new paradigms and evol." I I can't remember exactly. Just we got a bunch of new science stuff that we're working on, very exciting research, and we want you to be an investor or something like that. Right, and then Tony's like, "Yeah, I'll meet you up on the roof." Tony's and he's like, like, "You know what?" I'm very excited about meeting with you. Oh, really? Yeah, go on the rooftop, meet you there in 10. Whatever. Doesn't meet him. Yeah, blows him off to... There's a bit of foreshadowing, to too, with off. the... <laughs> but doesn't. Uh, Tony's hoping to get blown off in a little minute here with... But anyway, some he gets foresh- blown off, but in the wrong way. Yeah, some foreshadowing with the, with the fireworks, firm. as well as... Because explosion and the plant, the extremist plant... Maya's like, hey, don't touch that plant, please. It's a specimen I'm working on or whatever. It's I'm working on regrowing shit. And he pulls a piece, Happy pulls a, mullet Happy pulls a piece off. I guess yeah. it's not really a mullet. Uh, it's just hey, long hair slicked back. When, and then like the plant tries to grow the limb back, but the extremist isn't really up to par yet and it blows up. And, right. And it's they don't get to bone. Yeah. It's prototype. But hey, when was uh when was Happy Hogan recast with Mickey Rourke? <laughs> uh, uh, that's what popped into my mind when I saw him with that mullet and the the earrings and <laughs> yeah, they really went all out with the '99. I almost expect him. Wah! Wah! <laughs> the '99 <laughs> the stuff was up. cool. Like the styles. Yeah. It yeah, it was cool. Uh, Eiffel '65. I'm blue. I sang along with it when it was playing. You know, another thing I just realized. You know, we get the Peter Parker monologue. Don't forget that the Peter Parker monologue. With Tony. The the demon Tony one? Stark. 
Yeah. Which that comes back around. You know, we make our own demons. Which you know who I am. You know who I am. Oh, yeah. And that line comes back around too. Yeah, it does. At some point in the movie. It does. The I'm blue. Doesn't the Mandarin say it? Anyway, whatever. Is like when you're blue, you know, you're feeling down. You're feeling, you're kind of depressed or whatever. You're like, oh, I'm blue. And uh, I don't know if that was kind of a theme with, because Tony in this movie is dealing with Mm, PTSD and anxiety and stuff. So a little foreshadow there too. Good catch. Good fun opening. Good fun opening to set up the rest, but we don't stay in it too Except long. He and we're back. Her up too. We're back in present day, and it's almost Christmas. Tony Stark is working on the Mark Forty Two, which is a cool looking suit. Like I like that cream color accent, and yeah. I love the suit up. Yeah. How it's one piece at a time, but he hasn't quite perfected it yet. He's there's... the suit looks a little flimsy though. Well, yeah, well, that's just he's... the nature of the how he applies it, I guess. Yeah. With the new tracking technology. Like when that face mask part oh, that is so upside cool, down, he does man. the flip, and then he lands. Yes. But then it busts, and it's like, eh, all right, hope we don't see that too much. Well. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a couple moments in the movie. Well, when they trick you. They trick you mm-hmm. on the nature of the A lot of, of trickiness. Suit going on in mm-hmm. this i think that mm-hmm. if i can remember i have to rewatch those shane black movies because very I've seen clever them, parts too but very clever. i think he he kind of likes to throw in little twists throughout but like i said that action humor it, it's a if you've uh, seen other shane black movies and you watch this know it you're like oh yeah this is definitely a shane black movie and this is i like the his style best I liked it too. I liked it too. The only issue I have, again, we keep saying, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But just some of the writing things, just some of the writing, like the motivations of the villains and all that just feels a little, oh, we're doing this again. Or, you know. But But, the, yeah, Extremis comes back later. We're back. Are you wearing the badge? Are you wearing the badge? Do you got your badge? Badge. Guys. Guy's badge. Guy's was he badge. annoying you a little bit with that? No, I thought that was funny, to be honest with you. Okay. There were things that annoyed me in this movie, but he was not one hey, of hey, them. Hey, Tony. Tony, uh, Pepper's talking to some guy named Aldrich Killian. Uh, he's showing her brain, her, her big, his big brain. Here, <laughs> take a look. Take a look. <laughs> uh, I could badge. see it if you'd flip the camera. <laughs> badge. Badge, guys. I, I do like that part. But yeah, he's, he's funny. He's not in it very much in this movie, but... He serves a purpose. I've already got 300 disgruntled employee complaints. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Go, yeah. Happy is now head of security, which. Happy's happy. You know, he's the head of security for Iron Man. He's so. the forehead of security. Yeah. As Tony put it. Um, quite, or when does the. Does that uh, first Mandarin video show up um, right at the beginning? In the middle, or during the, when he's messing with Mark 42, because the voiceover was like, and then so. he came on, or whatever. Well, we can just talk about, I, I'll and say. And then he showed up, yeah. Ben Kingsley, great, when he is the Mandarin. Yeah. Like, I, I really was psyched to have him be Isn't the villain until I wasn't. We made a few jokes about it last season, just when we were talking about Iron Man. Yeah. Like with just the way he says, he says things is big foreshadow again. With, Not your red, white, blue attack dogs. Nope. 
Or <laughs> you know, something, and it gets all... Some people call me a terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. And lesson number one. But it just his voice is so menacing and so awesome. Oh, man. His look I love the... is like yes. modern-day terrorist. What they did with those videos, you know, the Osama bin Laden style. Yeah, yeah. You know, lower quality... Like uh, video, yeah, threatening ISIS America, you know, death thing. to America, right. sitting on a throne, like Which, just his sunglasses with like his robes, like he's just he's so such menacing. A good, it's such a good blending of kind of the a Middle Eastern aesthetic, you know. Yeah, ben like Kingsley's modern. a darker. He's got a darker skin. He looks Middle Eastern in that sense, but they mix it with the top knot like the top knot style with the robes and everything like you would expect yeah. of the Mandarin or like a Fu Manchu sort of character with that beard that you yeah. see in like the Middle the East. the image that they Just use. Just part of their culture, yeah. In promotional stuff of him like on that throne just with his sunglasses just sitting there. I was like, dude, this villain is going to be great. And <sighs> he's going to be great and it's going to be an epic finale. I wonder where they're going to take this. He was two thirds great. But I love the fortune cookie one, the second one. Oh yeah, which happens fortune in this act cookies. Too. I like his. There another the again act one foreshadows everything Hello. that happens with from Mark forty two malfunctioning to when he says you'll never see me coming because we didn't, and then when he you're like oh cool well things it works so perfectly with him attacking quote unquote the chinese the chinese thing or, i'm sorry oh, the, the chinese theater? thing come on the christian chinese the chinese theater the famous chinese theater yeah. in la which i don't think they planned that i don't think it was planned they didn't plan for that addict to blow up because ah. he asked him can you regulate can you regulate? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he practically Dave Chappelle asking for more crack in that sketch. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and what we're getting to. Y'all got any act. more of that extremis? <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, I, I don't think it was planned. They wrote the fortune cookie Chinese bit after the fact. Maybe. You're probably right. But I do. Again, this so is very would, Shane Black setting up, up yeah. this mystery. And that's what this movie is, really. It's a mystery. It's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Happy is definitely getting in over his head here. Yeah. With these glowy people, you start to get the sense that things yeah. aren't as they seem. What's going on You going here? to the movies? Going to see your chick flick? Yeah. And here's the ticket. <laughs> it's the inhaler or whatever it is. The needle. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Extremis. Yeah. Extremis, which but. extremis in the comics yeah. is something a little different, isn't it? Like Tony Stark yeah. had an extremis armor. Well, let me look it up real quick. Sure, look it up, and and I'll just well, uh, the we see you know Colonel Rhodes, Rhodey James Rhodes, and we he gets a new suit in this, which I know when the first images came out, everybody was like, oh, that's dumb. It's too stupid. Like, it's too on the nose. Like, eh. But it's the Iron Patriot. He's the Iron Patriot now because they think that sounds a little bit more politically correct as opposed to War Machine. And well, I like it. 
I think it it's ties a cool into suit. the themes of anti-American sentiment. Yeah, and the suit's cool. Wish we'd have seen more of it in action. But mm-hmm. it is. I like it. I like the suit, the star, you know, with the light, and it's kind of like Iron Captain America is what it is. But I like it. I, I like don't the even know. terrorist videos. The did you notice? It, they kind of center on it, but um, but the the part when when Rhodes and Tony are at that bar and the kids come up to Tony mm-hmm. and they want him, they drew a picture for him and it was like a picture of New, New York, York wasn't of it? New York, yeah. you know the the events of the Avengers of New York, and that's a theme that comes back, and that sends him into his like anxiety attack instead of signing his name. He writes, uh, Aaron, help me. On there, probably without yep. even realizing he's writing it. Right. So, like, they really, the the acting in that, like, this is one of the best. Oh, man, that's kind of creepy now that I think of it. What? Does help me. Like, he might not even be realizing that he wrote that. No, I don't think he did realize it. Just because he, it, that's, you know, he's starting to go into one of his anxiety attacks and he's subconsciously reaching out for help to this kid who can't help Little him. Boy, but then yeah. the, the other kids, like, you know, what? Well, uh, you make it out of the wormhole? Yeah, and it, it's. I thought I told you not to ask him about that. <laughs> it's a. It's a, uh, a, a side of Tony Stark we haven't seen yet, no. really, because he's always so confident and arrogant, and now he's and he is all that. over the place. He is that, but. It could be a defense mechanism. Yeah. Go again. Another Spider-Man thing. Defense mechanism against like the stress and the anxiety and the PTSD that he goes through. I mean, we would have PTSD going into a wormhole. Yeah, and seeing these and aliens. He's like he doesn't know. Like he being, doesn't know what to expect. No, and especially because he's a guy who his whole life is science based, science technology. Like that's what it is. So when he's yes. when his eyes are open to the world of there's aliens out there, that goes against everything that he's devoted his life to with science and stuff, because that you can't Wormholes, explain that. Yeah. Tesseracts, like, oh, cosmic cubes, all that. Aliens now. It's all out of his realm. <clears throat> yeah. And now it's in it. And <clears throat> just the portrayal is like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in this movie is great. And it's I, fantastic. I now appreciate it. might be his best as Iron Man well, up to this Stark. point. Yeah, up to this uh, point, it t- is. A Tony Stark. Like, this is when he is full stride. Like, he's in it now. Full like, on. He is Tony the quips Stark. The are flying. The PTSD performance is great. Except I do have a problem with that in Act 2. Okay. But we'll in terms of. <laughs> That scene in the bar, that was good. That was good. But it's a little fleeting. Yeah. There's there's a lot... A lot happens in Act 1 to really set up the movie, but like you can tell just by... Obviously, the Aaron helped me in the anxiety attack, and he has to leave. And the when he <clears throat> he's having the, the nightmares... He just leaves and the suit, suit by the bikes. Like, he, in his nightmare, like, while he's dreaming asleep, calls without knowing mm-hmm. it to Mark 42. And, uh, you know, like, over, and it stands over Pepper. And that's, like, terrifying. That's, yes. A terrifying visual. Oh, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue your thought. Okay. Yeah. Just that. And, you know, the Aaron helped me. That the fact that 
he isn't sleeping. He's tinkering. He's making suits just as a hobby, like to as anything a distraction. To keep his mind away. He's doing yeah. everything to keep his mind off of his issues, and it's getting in the way of his personal life. Like he, another evidence is, yeah, the bunny gift is kind of played for laughs, but it shows that he's not really thinking clear. Like he gets a giant bunny as a Christmas gift. Like that doesn't make any sense for him to get that for her. <laughs> like it's not Easter. And that does lead to one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Is it in act one? Yes. What, what's the line with the, and is that normal? Is that normal? It's a giant bunny. Relax about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there is like, there's a lot of humor in this, That's one but of my a lot favorite of parts. Like, drama. When I watched that again on Blu-ray for the first time or second time, whatever, how many times, Right. Like it's And it's he says that line again later so in Act Two, relax about it. I've never heard anyone say it like that with that terminology. Relax well, you about have it. Now. Is that normal? Sadly. Yes, that, this is normal. Yeah, it's oh. very normal. It's a big house. bunny. Relax about it. But this this just sets up the whole movie really, really nicely. Yeah. He's he's not himself without even knowing it. He's doing things that he normally wouldn't do. He's tinkering he's, to keep his mind off. To how he, well, he he deals with his personal issues with ex. Well, he dealt with it in Iron Man Two with alcoholism. Oh yeah, and that was a very fleeting thing because he was literally dying. Yeah, because he didn't have the right element, so he started taking to drinking, and yeah. now he can't he can't grasp the reality of what happened in New York and in, in, no, in some ways. So now he's the, he sees the suits of armor as a <clears throat> literally not only just physical protection, but a mental shield as well. Like you said, it just keeps him distracted from all the, the anxiety and the anxiety, just keeping his mind off New York and everything that happened. Yeah. But also the fear in, involved with that. And I'm not like, this has never happened. What does this mean? Like he talks to Pepper about it, like the alien space, different dimensions. Like this is like out there. I'm a piping hot mess. And it's affecting Pepper too. You know, because mm-hmm. the, the, the Mark 42 attacks her in her sleep. Well, she didn't need to yell at him the way that she did. No, I thought her reaction was weird because it's not like, I mean, she has no it's idea. It's not his fault. He has a mental, he's having a, a crisis. Yeah. Like if he just <laughs> talked to her about it. And tinker with that. Like, okay, like, go downstairs cool. and see. But then why the would she go to the basement where all the suits are? Does she feel safer down there? I don't know. It's weird. And is there a bed How down do you, there? You had one suit standing over you. How about 41? Yeah. <laughs> I when you mentioned mental it it also brought this point to my mind that this act what I love about it is it humanizes Tony it makes him vulnerable like we really mm. ha- we saw a little bit with the alcoholism but we really see it more now and it shows that like saving the world you know we left when everybody was all happy hey you know we're a team we're the Avengers Nothing can stop us. We're happy ending. But saving the world comes with all these consequences that aren't yes. all good. Like, it's a good commentary on on mental health after traumatic events. Like, if you think about, 
uh, like war heroes or, you know, people in the military, you know, I'm sure they always get like, oh, thank you for your service. And they don't know how to, a lot of them, I'm not speaking from a point of And it experience. might remind them of what happened when they were right. serving. And which is what happened with Tony. Yeah, like I never connected that. I'm like, why would that bother you? Somebody saying thank you, you say, yeah, no problem, like mm-hmm. you're welcome. But to them, like thank you for for what? For for going out on the battlefield and possibly killing people and or seeing people on our side die in these horrific ways. Yeah. Like, yeah, no pro you're welcome for for these horrible acts that I have to see. Like, thanks for reminding me. So now I can kind of get why a lot of people are, uh, like veterans are are uncomfortable with people saying that. Like, how do you react to that? Like, yeah, thanks, or you're welcome. Like, what? And I, I'll never be able to speak to that personally, but I guess it, it took made, Iron Man 3 for me to realize, oh, okay, I uh, can see why you'd be uncomfortable with and that. And therefore it has value. There you go. Exactly. It made you think of and have a different perspective about something yeah. through an, a work of art. But take that, Scorsese. Um, <laughs> right. No kidding. That's a and Joelism he, right there, isn't it? <laughs> sure. He lives on through us. But this is a really good commentary on that, like PTSD in a much different sense obviously comic book and he's saving the world from right. intergalactic threats which they're they're telling they're they're telling all these important lessons through yes. the the lens of comic book storytelling yes. which is the same thing the dark knight did yeah in the dark knight trilogy yeah but i have to i it also makes me think about like the citizen kane thing like the citizen kane effect where you know Tony has all the money in the world. He has the wife, the woman of his dreams. And he's got all the suits of armor. He's got all the mental intellect that you could ask for. And yet, he's still vulnerable. But it just goes to show that you can have all the, all everything. Money, women, the woman of your dreams, uh, your suits of armor, all that. But even that isn't human. enough. You're still a human being who goes under mental stress, especially when what he went through but that's an interesting aspect and it gets it's mm, we'll get into it more i don't know if the movie fully does it justice later on but it does it well in this first act showing like how he's been affected yes like with the how it's affecting him physically and psychologically but you know same idea with like i wish it would have lasted on a little longer yeah. Because they're very quick moments where this happens in this one, whereas in Act 2, they're longer, more drawn out. Right. And you were, you were mentioning, like, the money and all this stuff. Like, you think, oh, he has it all. But that doesn't fix mental health. Mm-mm. Like, it, it reminds me, like, with, when athletes speak out, having money doesn't make you just um um it doesn't protect you from the real problems of the world like when lebron james mm-hmm. speaks out against racism it's like oh he wouldn't know yes he would know money doesn't uh, exempt you, you from tell a being... black man they don't know anything about racism right. really <laughs> like shut up and dribble how about no he's a human he's not a drone these people aren't drones they're just there for entertainment and they're, oh, they have money. How could they possibly be upset? Uh, because 
money doesn't mean solve anything. All it, your problems. it doesn't solve right. Like it solves physical things, like literal. And sure, like, you can have thousands of dollars to afford the greatest psychiatric doctor in Orange County or wherever he lived, Malibu Point. Yeah, Malibu Point. But stupid thing that he did, by the way, giving out his address. But yeah, everybody probably he, knew where he lived he anyway. Said it. But you don't have, you might not have the mental or psychological strength to reach out to a doctor in the first place. Right. Like Asking it might, for help it's the kind tough. of courageous thing you have to do to open up to somebody else about your issues like that. Exactly. Which we find out there's a twist in the end credit scene, which yeah. is, <laughs> this. I guess this whole movie is that. Yeah. But, hey, question. But, did you ever, did you think throughout, and we'll get in, we keep saying we'll get into it later, but that the president was going to somehow like be behind it all. He just looks like he was going to be a bad guy. Like he has that bad I guy I don't face. think I ever, well, not even the first time I watched it. I don't think I did. See, I thought I'm like, ah, he's going to, he's going to be in on it. Yeah, I don't there know. He, he plays the, he the looked, angel of but, death in Bill and Ted. But yeah, I don't know. The, Same guy. Yeah. And just going along with this, these suits that he keeps making are kind of like a crutch to fall back on. Like we've been saying, right. but, um, the uh, Aldrich. Let's talk about Aldrich real quick. He meets with Pepper. Oh yeah, Mister Sexy Guy. Yeah, he really changed and got in shape and somehow walks perfectly now. So I guess money can fix physical things, but he has this extremis idea uh, about like regrowing limbs and stuff, which we find out more as we go. But just how how Shane Black is setting up this mystery. I really appreciate watching it this time because there's all these different things. Like it's, <clears throat> it furthers the parallel with, I think I already say this. I'll tell you my parallel later. Yep. Okay. I'll tell you my parallel in act two, but just Tony Stark has to, and, and this is another thing. Like he, not all problems can be solved with money. Like we said, but, your Iron or Man suit. An Iron Man suit. Yes, exactly. You know, sometimes you have to think outside of that, which you can't at blast first I away thought your was insecurities. Right. But it's, you know, I we really dig into because Tony Stark is Iron Man. So even though it's Tony Stark outside of the suit for most of the movie, that's still Iron Man. And I'm just Tony realizing Stark it. Is Iron Man. Yeah. He is Iron Man. Yep. But yeah, um, Aldrich Killian is—he's trying to get Pepper in because she's like runs Stark Industries. She's like, hey, oh, he's also trying to get money. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for for showing me this. It's going to be a no from us, though. We're not we're not really going to be into this. Yeah, she wasn't then, buying any of it. And then Happy gets blown up here her. by a glowy guy, and we're like, what are these glowy people? By does the this way, have to do with extremists, we found out. It glowy does. guy is annoying. The bald one, the main glowy yes. guy. Ball Mr. Glow. Nonchalant, laissez-faire, sitting in the chair like he's at the bus stop at Stark Industries and just chewing, chewing gum. gum while he's flying the helicopter ah. blowing up Tony's house. I yeah. Just, I, I, I'm not a fan. I mean, the actor, the actor's fine, I'm sure. He's a good actor, but his character, it's just annoying. It's like the two bald guys generic. from... 
Breaking Bad. Yeah, kind of generic. Uh-oh. I lost connection again. It's like the two... What? What? My connection, it's going to be... I keep a, losing you. It, I'm back now. It's so stupid. Bald guy. Annoying. Yes. Yeah. But also, menacing. I, I don't... He doesn't bother me like he bothers you, it sounds well, like. Well, I don't, I don't know if you just heard me, but it's like the two bald yeah, dudes from yeah, Breaking Bad. Okay. Right. They don't really yeah. say much. They just kind of do they their stuff. They don't say much. They just walk around, look intimidated. Crawl on the ground. People. Right. In their suits. <laughs> But we're, yeah, we, we get introduced to this idea that there are these people with these powers of fire. I, I Help me. Going limbs back. And he's like, I can't. But Happy almost dies in this explosion because he's tailing this glowy bald guy because he, he comes with Aldrich Killian. And, um, oh, and how Tony can just re recompile the, the scene of the crime. Yeah, neat. We see to, shadow to people the, and to the difficult to the, by sh- by shadow oh, yeah, people. I mean, when there's an explosion, was dark. people get evaporated. Holy! So they crap. leave like a shadow, like a, a a silhouette of the people that get blown up on like the That's wall or dark, something. Dude. That comes back. It's rare. It's very dark. That's For like Iron Man, atomic Marvel bomb. Film? Yeah, you know Hiroshima and all those stuff. Like th- that kind of stuff left shadow people in its wake, but. Yeah, very dark. Can't wait to deal oh, with that. Oh, by the one, way, right? Downton Abbey is his favorite show. Yeah, and in real life, he likes the show, John Favreau. Let's skip right to... So there's another terrorist video. This time it's more intense. It's after they blow up the Chinese theater. Yep. And I, this is when Tony Stark gets real pissed because that's... He's like, oh, happy. That's where happy was. So you're responsible for possibly killing my best friend. And then he another American knockoff, right? And he gets Chinese knockoff. Uh, so the, the the media is right there. You know, Tony, what are what are you gonna do now? Just saying that guy, just saying. And then Tony's yeah, like, you know guy. what? Here's my address. The Mandarin can come and visit me. And we'll settle this and blah blah blah. Kind of he's a tool, mad. huh? Kind of a tool, that guy. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> just when saying. are you gonna go kill this guy? Okay, I can imagine him asking that to Bruce Wayne. Or right. Bat- <laughs> like if Bruce Wayne Funny revealed that, that you Batman. was Batman. Funny that you mentioned like, Batman. <laughs> you know what? Because Batman's tonight's character spotlight. Just kidding. He is not. <laughs> he shows up. He's a cameo. Christian Bale. So, Tony Stark, you're... You know, Tony... Iron man, what? There's already a rich guy in a suit. <sighs> Rachel, I told you, I... I don't want to meet Tony. He's. I bought his tower. I bought his tower. I, I, I bought the bank, too. So. Bought the bank. That bought the tower. This isn't me, Rachel. Although it's not anyway. Stark Tower anymore, is it? It's Avengers no, it's Tower Avengers at this tower. point. Yep. Let's go right to. He gives his address. Um, Maya oh, comes to talk to him. But that was the anger talking, of course. Yes, Pepper's like hi ex-girlfriend whatever tony's like what are you doing here um something we got to talk about should we be concerned about those and then this scene let's just talk about this scene this scene when the helicopters blow up his house Uh uh-huh this is so like tense 
and just stunning like it i think it's visually beautiful i think it's shot really well mm-hmm. it has the best I use agree. of the suit so far like when the hand when he's when he's underwater and the hand flies off and grabs tony's hand to pull him out yes. of the wreckage see that's part of the yes and yes. it's just like the anxiety is through the roof because jarvis the whole time is like sir this is we, this suit Mark 42 is not combat ready and it's not flight ready. And he's, I like, we don't have a choice. It, we, we don't. And so he's kind of thinking as he goes, could he have not have used another suit? Or are those not, were those already they blown up? are not, they didn't, they weren't equipped with the, the tracking system. Oh. It was only the Mark 42. Okay. That so he couldn't, he, he could couldn't do that with call on him. No. Yeah. And, so that's oh, just another. You know, speaking problem. of the suits, yeah, they get blown up. He has, yeah, they get blown up, and you see it cuts away every time one blows up to his reaction. It's almost like he's being, like, having a mental, a mini mental breakdown each time they blow up. It's like Yoda they, feeling like, the Jedi's dying. <laughs> he puts his those hand are on my his suits. arc reactor. Those are the things that I've been working on. Those, are, that's my protection. That's my my coping mechanism and they're yeah. getting destroyed in front of me. But real so. tense scene. This may be the best or second best or tied for first best scene of the whole movie because you have Pepper uh, and Maya in danger maybe. and Tony, you know, kind of almost sacrifices himself. He's, you know, Mark 42, go protect her. So it gets her out and then comes right. back to him and it's not ready and he's getting blown up his house, everything, being destroyed and as robots. And that shows how he cares about Pepper yeah. more than himself. Yeah. Like he's grown as a character throughout the last oh, two yeah. movies and the Avengers. And it's like a super serious, dramatic scene. Sorry. But... Uh, right, yeah. It's we like, need I haven't said that in a while. It's late. <laughs> but he almost dies and then the hand saves him and they fly off. And that's what happens when and you mess with the Mandarin. That's the end of Act One. Um, great act, honestly. Great act. Love, good ooh, opening. The bunny sets the stage. The, the bunny. Arms, what about it? Relax about it. I, I always, every time the I, arms like I would look see like it in the boobs, background. Yes. Yep, arms look like boobs. Yep, booby bunny with three nipples. Yeah, very weird design. Okay, Mrs. Triple Nipple. Triple Nipple <laughs> makes a return. But just the visuals in this. Why this did attack, you foul? <laughs> the visuals in this attack are brilliant, and it. I I felt tense. Like even though I know what happens, I'm like I'm I'm gonna have okay. an anxiety attack. This is how I'm about stressed. when uh, I was stressed. It was. It, I didn't feel too stressed watching I it. Did. I was in gear. I was engaged in the spectacle of it. And just the visuals, the cinematography of how, like, when the suit gets back to him. So cool. The way the suit comes and attaches itself to him throughout the whole movie. The way they film the suits. So cool. They do a really good job of that, of showing it visually to look cool. Any suit up. it's not an action sequence, but it's just a cool suit up sequence. It's a variation. It's suit ups like we've never seen them before. No. And how about uh, uh, Pepper yelling Tony when he can't hear her? <laughs> yeah, she does that a couple times. Tony! 
Yeah, uh, he's underwater, Pepper. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have one of the uh, earpieces. The Avengers earpieces. The ear Oh, Avengers. yeah. And why was Maya there? We didn't even talk about that. We find out in Act 2 why she was there. Oh, right, right on. We find out in Act 2. Yeah, there's some fishy stuff going on with her. But Act yeah. 1, great act. Does a good job setting the stage. And it delves, it, it gets the thing started on... And continues, really, the trend, or really kickstarts the trend of Tony. Um, yeah, Tony. The, <laughs> the trend of Tony being in these Iron Man films, let me tell you, he's in all three. I just, I blanked. <laughs> Apparently. I blanked. Apparently you but did. But no, just, uh, it, it, fuck it. I'm not going to finish it. Okay. What do you want to say? Nothing. I want to go to Act Two because that's when we really get to the meat. Did I miss anything? Okay, okay. Hold on a second. No. I like how it delves into the mental stress of what happened in the Avengers. It humanizes it, like you said, but it also keeps like him and his humor intact on full blast in the whole movie, practically. Yeah. Like just him using the humor too as a defense mechanism of sorts. And one of my favorite parts of this, of showing this, is when they're at the restaurant. And, ah, shit. Rhodey. Rhodey is like, maybe if you stop being a dick. Oh, tater. When the kids oh, yeah, the walk kid. up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, can I get your autograph? Sure, if Richard will let me. <laughs> I love doing I a never Christmas got story, that. by the way. I, exactly. The kid with the I glasses. love that. It's yeah. so funny. This movie's humor is very good. I never got the Richard comment until I watched it last night. Because mm-hmm. for some Dick reason, Richard, yeah. for people that don't know, Dick is a nickname for short for Richard. Now, don't why know why. That? Don't know why. Little Richard. Like, <laughs> oh, was he making a statement with that? No. Size I don't matter. think so. I was making a whose line joke. Yeah, probably. With Richard Simmons. Oh, yeah. What'd you see down there, Count? Little Richard. <laughs> With, yeah, the jet skis. This one wants more coins. Dude, <laughs> such a good episode. We got to do a, a rewatch of that. All of them, all 500 oh, episodes. Oh, they're hilarious. Watch whose line, folks. Yeah, it's on already. HBO Max. It's on HBO Max, yes. All yep. of them. I think all of them, most of them. True story about fortune cookies. They look Chinese. They sound Chinese. But they're actually an American invention. Which is why they're hollow, full of lies, and leave a bad taste in the mouth. My disciples just destroyed another cheap American knockoff. The Chinese theater. Mr. President. Oh, I know this must be getting frustrating. 
But this season of terror is drawing to a close. And don't worry, the big one is coming. Act 2. Tony crash lands in a snowy Tennessee and he drags his broken Mark 42 to a shed where he meets this amazing little boy named Harley. He and Harley bond right away because he is super smart. He's got a shed full of gadgets and stuff and uh, he knows how to fix shit. Back at the ruins of the Stark home, Pepper is worried but listens to Tony's message he left about being okay and being sorry. Pepper catches a ride with Maya, and it's revealed that she thinks Aldrich Killian is working for the Mandarin. That's why she wanted to talk to Pepper and warn her, quote-unquote. And back at the studio, the Mandarin studio, they are about to record a new threat video, and yup, Aldrich is there. Tony and Harley visit a site where there was an army vet who exploded, leaving behind shadow people, again, we see that, on the wall. Harley does what any kid does when meeting a celebrity with anxiety. He forces a nervous breakdown. They meet with the mother of the army guy, and Tony gets attacked by an extremist woman. The bald glow stick attacks next, and Harley semi-saves the day when Tony blasts him in the head, allowing the two heroes to escape. The Mandarin holds a guy hostage while speaking to the president and then shoots the guy. Tony is doing detective work on AIM, the company that Aldrich created that Tony ignored in 99, proving his parallel to Batman. As we've mentioned, he's doing some detective work. He uncovers the video footage of the extremist test subjects that are the glowy people, we find out. So that's why these glowy people are how they are, because it's Aldrich's experiments on limb-growing stuff. Maya, it's revealed, is working with Killian, and she sets Pepper up to get taken. All this while the Iron Patriot is, is taken by Glowy, by Bald Glowy. Tony makeshifts some weapons and breaks into the Mandarin's palace only to find out the worst plot twist in an MCU takes place when we discover the Mandarin on TV is actually just a goofy alcoholic actor named Trevor. Yes, he's funny, but come on, Shane Black. There was so much potential here. Ben Kingsley was killing it as a menacing evil bad guy. He could have been so good, and you turn Iron Man's arch nemesis into a joke. Fuck! Anyway, Tony gets captured and then confronted by Killian. Killian goes to get the Iron Patriot suit. And before before we talk about the act... We also get our Stan Lee cameo here when he's a pageant judge. And Christian, you know, I'm keeping the tradition up with these MC movies. Oh, yeah. Stan Lee cameo spotlight. He, this one, not one of my best. He's a pageant judge. I had to really do some digging. Stan Lee <laughs> wears many hats, but we see him streets. here as a judge, or more accurately, a critic. He's been around for a long time, longer than we know. It all started with a play about his life and actors portraying it poorly. Just stay with me. This one's obscure. I can admit that. He was working with a group called The Critics, who were supernatural beings in charge of deciding who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Stan 
is the agent of heaven. He's a literal angel in simple terms. He was always in favor of giving people the benefit of the doubt. After a run-in with the agent of hell, which these are actual characters from Marvel, he decided to leave the critics and pursue a life of smaller scale judging. After being granted permission from God himself to do his work among the earthly, he embarked on the pageant circuit. He even got the opportunity to judge Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, and Mary Jane Watson in her early years when she was trying to become a famous model and actress. This bears fairly insignificant consequences in the grand scheme of things, but there was one judging opportunity that, that did stick out and sets him apart. The 2021 trial of Peter Parker and his defense attorney, Matt Murdock. There, you heard it here Mm. first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had to really dig. Um, The critics were an actual group. I'm sure these are very small stories in Marvel. Yeah, not your best. No, and that's okay. (laughs) No, it really isn't. But the agent of heaven, agent of hell, the critics, those are all real characters that I did some quick research on and it came up with this stupid See, I gotta dumb. come up with this character spotlight and what can I do? Uh, yeah. Agents, I literally typed in Ooh, that's a good one. Judges and Marvel. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so we're in Tennessee. Dude, and, you made such an important remark. I have to mention it. Yeah. Huge ring theory. And we're gonna ch- start this trend again where we say, remember this. Remember this. Definitely remember, remember this for the future. Remember. Remember Harley. Remember, yeah. well, as you said it, Pepper listened to the phone call oh. that Tony left her. In the helmet. About, in the helmet. I love you. I'm sorry. All that stuff. Very important. How did that slip my mind? Very important yeah. ring theory right there. Yep. I, I but, hope something comes of Harley. That I the, know. the future thing that we're referencing that had to have had some, but in this big announcement with fate, he hasn't. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know, man. He might show up. I mean, Monica Rambeau. She yeah. showed back up. So so Mark forty two again. Agent we see is broken, and he and Harley have to like fix it. Um, Tony, like all their scenes together are just are great. Because Tony's not really really suited to be a father figure, but it doesn't matter because Harley's not like this, oh, a poor little kid. He's like, he gives it right back. He's got some snark. Like, he he is a miniature Tony Stark. Like, do something with it, Marvel. Dude, I... (laughs) Like, the line about his dad. Where's your parents? Yeah. Well, my mom, blah, 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 and my dad left to go get some scratchies. Except that was six years ago, no. so he must have won. Yeah, yeah. And as, so he must have won because that was six years ago. Big deal, don't need to be a pussy about it. Uh, <laughs> right, like the back and forth between these two is just, it's great. That line. And he's not like starstruck by Tony Stark. He's like, oh, is that the Iron Man suit? Like he's pumped about the suit. Dude, you're hurting but, him. No, 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 put it back. No, you right? hurt him. He's in pain. So this kid, Iron <laughs> or uh, Harley... Is like Rips the finger little, off. Oops. Right. <laughs> like a miniature Tony Stark. Like he, he's in this shed, his shed where he has all his technology. He makes a potato gun. Remember that, I guess. Um, but he has like these computers and just, he's really smart. Like knows how to help fix the Iron Man suit. Like using all this jargon that's going over my head. 
But I'm just like, man, they got to do something with him later. They have to. See this? It's a weapon. It discourages bullying. And I didn't hear hear him say it was non-lethal. And when he said that, it discourages bullying. And I was like, yeah, by killing the the bully. (laughs) But doesn't. Yeah, that comes back when they get attacked by bald extremist guy. Yep. But their dynamic is He just wants his fucking file. Yeah. Or he didn't say fucking, but... (laughs) You added that to make it more interesting, yeah. Where's my damn file? Yeah, Tony is... He's great with this kid. Um, But we we also get the big big drop here with uh, Killian. And we knew it, but what we didn't know is Maya is working with him. And they get Pepper. The thing is... And he wants to experiment on Pepper. Now that we're at this point, and forgive me, Spencer, but when you, as you finished your act summary earlier, did you end it after he gets loose? Um, I ended it when they get the Iron Patriot suit. Okay. It, I. It, that it may be off. It may have gone a little further, like with the airplane no, stuff. I just don't want to tiptoe into the next one with yeah, what I'm about tip-toe. to say. Don't tiptoe. It has to if do you with do, Maya's, well. it's Maya's relationship to this whole thing. I guess you could kind of write her out. She's kind of a, a nobody in this movie, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, what role does she have other than being, well, it is a little comics- uh, service because she is the inventor of it in the comics. Yeah, and Maya she gets Hansen. peppered a Killian. Uh, That's so true. they probably wanted like but they this... have like a road trip, and by the way, they just let him leave the scene of the destruction. Yeah, weird. They don't take but him I'm to sure the hospital or yeah stuff off screen. Yeah. Hey, but then did you do your self there... assessment? Yeah, I'm there good. is some. Yeah, how do you feel? I'm good. All right. Uh, if you had a fever in the last uh, two hours, any coughing, sneezing, nothing. You have a big gash on your head. No. Oh, I see you have a mask in your hand. You might want to put that on. So we got, okay. End of the act, Tony gets captured, correct? I don't no, have that No, not here. yet. I, okay, well then, I've, I'll say, I said what I been. said about Maya. That's how I feel at this point is... There's not much to her character at this point other than being a prior squeeze of Tony Stark and being the inventor of Extremis. And I don't think she went... Tony does get captured. Tony is captured in this act, yeah. Okay. He's captured by by Killian when he goes snooping around and doing the detective work, which, real quick sidebar with this... I love the two planes of action. It's Tony Stark makeshifting some weapons to get into to find the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So full detective mode while simultaneously communicating with Harley. And Harley is fixing the suit. Like he trusts this kid already. Like he's proven, okay, you know. So I need to go here quickly. I don't have the suit, but I'm going to need it. So I need you, Harley, to work on this suit while with I Jarvis. take care and find where the mandarin is like you're like my guy in the chair right now you know everything's running fine but every time i get to the uh the end of the sentence i managed to say the wrong cranberry <laughs> right jarvis yeah yeah it's fun i'll say what i was I gonna wish he say done earlier that again. he only screws up once 
but the whole going. Mark 42 never really being fully functional and always either being a joke or just busting or not fully working. I think that's also a big parallel with Tony himself not fully being with it. Absolutely. Like into the work. It's, Absolutely. He's falling apart just like he the can't suit. Hold the himself suit, together. The suit is a direct reflection yeah. of Tony himself. And that's why watching it this time, I was like, okay, I see why they were doing this. I get it. I was real annoyed the first time. Like, come on. Look, can't we just have it work finally? Like have this big moment where it's heroic. But I get it. It makes more sense how they did it, whether you like it or not. It makes mm-hmm. more sense. I wonder if there's something that has to do too, because there's sequences where he he isn't in the suit, but he's controlling the suit. Yeah. So like what do you think that reality. means in relation to what you just said about it being a direct reflection? Like, is he? It's not him. He's not himself. In that sense, right? Like he's not himself, and that he's not in the suit. Right, he's but trying to. Like, he's also trying projection. to do too much. He's projecting. He's projecting. Yeah. By controlling the suit in that way, it's almost like he's projecting confidence in a sense when he's right. not put together. He's a pipe and hot mess, as he said. I yes. like that. Yeah, that's good. The uh, when you mentioned that, awesome. The, we also before he gets captured, he has a little standoff with two extremist guys in the bar. Well, one guy, one girl. Uh, he he takes care of her, blows up. It's this kind of kind of cool yeah. fight scene with regular man and and Harley and these extremist guys, and he defeats him. But this kind of eerie scene when they go to another like that explosion, the site scene of the with explosion, the yeah. with the shadow people again, and the like, crater, it's crazy. And he's like, "Well, how how can there be six people dead but only five shadows? Five shadows." Yeah. And he's putting the pieces together of this mystery. And that's what I also really love about this movie is it it really is like a murder mystery movie. Iron a Man thriller. 3, murder mystery, thriller. And I just, and I love that about Shane movies. That's how Shane Black puts it, yeah. Like those little, you know, like it's nothing, you know, too deep. But no. I I love a good little mystery. So he goes and does some detecting. Keeps like you wa- it keeps detector. you watching. Yes, you want to keep watching and figure it out. And Shane Black is really good with with those. Watch his other stuff, and you'll you'll get it. His other stuff is really fun. His little murder mystery stuff. But yeah, Pepper gets taken and injected. Oh, I'm losing my network. Oh, it's back. <laughs> Pepper, she gets injected with Extremis, right? Well, that's the net. Well, yes. If, it happens in this act, right? I think we're a piping hot mess in some ways, too. When, we are. What would you say is the end of the act? I know you said it earlier. When but he gets captured. When he gets captured and when the next... he meets Aldrich, when yeah. he escapes, when he escapes no. from being captured. No, I have that at the captured. start of the next Okay. Okay. Because it ends on like a downer learn, and it starts with a... See? That's when we learn about Pep. Yeah. In the beginning of act three, then. Yes. And that's also when, sidebar, Maya gets shot and killed. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we'll I'll save we'll save that for the next one. All right, we'll save that. The, I this can't act, wait for the next one. Yeah. This act um, is just kind of like a fun dynamic with Harley and making the suit. And yeah. Then, 
the door of the explorer watch yeah yeah it's limited edition though limited edition. limited edition that you know what that watch was nope that's an x3 but anyways yeah harley said let me give you another ring attack. theory here yeah go ahead iron man one iron man three iron man one tony is stranded in the desert iron man three stranded in snow Stranded in colder climate, dragging his armor, kind of in a similar situation where he doesn't... He, that's what goes into the theme of this movie is he's forgetting himself. Like, he's not himself. Even like in, in Iron, Iron Man, Man 2, 1. he gets stranded well, in New Mexico in the donut. No. <laughs> in that little random town from Thor. I don't think he's stranded there, though. He went But there. it is the middle of nowhere. I guess. He has a thing. A theme of finding himself. In the donut. In the donut. <laughs> or in a shed. But to just... It it ties in with the theme. Like, you think about it with this ring theory. It's not just with the weather, but it makes me think now that... Back then, he and Jensen... And he even... He always needs motivation to get to this point of... You're Tony Stark. You're an inventor. You're an engineer. So build something. Right. Oh, you're right. Thank you for reminding me of myself. Allow me, allow you to introduce myself to me. <laughs> but I thought that was, that's pretty cool. Except in this one. No, it's, it is a similar situation. He builds Iron Man Mark One in the desert. In this it one, he doesn't build in a whole suit, but. In all three of it's these. It's a similar sentiment. Because in Iron Man 2, Nick Fury's like, yo, you're Iron Man. Here's the stuff that your Ooh. dad left. You need to... Ma and he makes the new element to save his right life on. in the new suit. And this, he makes... It's, it's always every somebody movie. pushing him and reminding him who he is and what his legacy is. Yeah. And Which I, is weird because he's so full of himself, he forgets himself. Or he's so full of himself, he forgets himself, or he... Well, it's a different situation each time. In the first one, he's physically in distressed because of the shrapnel and the arc reactor, and he's being yeah. forced by terrorists. The second one, he's dying because of the lack of a proper element. So what does he do? He even, hey, if he discovers a new element. Hey, it's easy. Third movie, he goes and builds a bunch of gadgets and gizmos that you would see in a Home Alone movie. Yeah. And not to mention blows up a guy's head in the fountain with a Christmas ornament. Oh, yeah. Sure does. Which, it's like, damn. <laughs> and the whole infiltration into the Mandarin um, Got his palace silencer. is a cool scene. What's he shooting, nails or tacks? I don't know, but elephant in the room. Let's just talk about the Trevor Slattery scene. Okay, Trevor Slattery, let's do it. Listen, is it funny? Yes, Ben Kingsley is funny. Do I Gandhi, think it is everybody. a terrible twist? Academy Award winning actor. Yeah, do I think it's a terrible twist? Yes, because the Mandarin is supposed to be Tony's arch nemesis and they made it into a kind of a joke. Do yes. I think that he was trying to Ryan Johnson it and make it as original as he could? and kind of straying away from the formula that Marvel uses. Yeah. Did it work for me, though? No. Sometimes just do a twist somewhere else. 
Did you just insult Ryan Johnson? Sure. But when Joel he did it, it worked. right now. Yeah. I don't... Yes, make it different. I applaud that he tried to do something, but it was do it a different way. And I'm sure for a lot of people it worked. But he seemed like such a... Like, I was so hyped for this it's character. It's just disappointing. And then it's just, bloody hell, bloody hell. I'm Trevor, Trevor Slattery. I'm an actor. I, come on, man. <laughs> come on. What are we doing? Put that in a different movie. I'm an actor. Ugh. Uh, what well, was uh, I love when he's crawling on the ground, <laughs> trying oh, yeah, to escape. Tony shoots. And Tony shoots it. in front of him at the ground. Oh, he is funny. I appreciate that. Okay, we're back. We got you back. I appreciate that. Even with this horrible twist, in my opinion, it's still entertaining. I mean. It's- I'm having fun watching. If this Trevor wasn't Slattery. an Iron Man movie, it would be entertaining. There we there. go. There we go. If it Even wasn't still, a it was. character, if it wasn't supposedly the Mandarin and Iron Man's arch nemesis in the comic books that was being uh, tea tables upended with, if you will, t- turntables, sure. whatever, Michael Scott, then it wouldn't be as annoying or egregious but i think a lot of fans were kind of pissed off they th- from the trailers they make the mandarin look like this badass like oh this is a different take on the mandarin this is a terrorist a terrorist excuse terrorist. me or as <laughs> charles barkley would say terrorist 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 <laughs> he's just a terrorist He's, He's a, a terrible terrorist. Terrible terrorist. Doing terrible things is terrifying. <laughs> but Knucklehead. Trevor, like Trevor, I kept thinking but when I was watching it in theaters. The word is disappointment. Is yeah, that's what it is. But in theaters, when I was watching, I kept thinking, okay, this is an act and he's going to turn like he's still like, I, I'm not trusting that he's an actor. This is a cover. Oh, so it's. It would but, be like a reverse Jar Jar Binks. Sure. If you go with Darth Jar Jar But like theory. when Tony Stark would leave, I was like, okay, he's going to pull a gun on him. It's going to be like, okay, this was an act. Nope, never happened. He really is just an actor, alcoholic, yep. He's a goofy. silly goofball. Didn't actually Which, ever kill anybody. The guns you know, were blanks. It's fun to see actors like that do roles like this. Like you have he Anthony Hopkins in Transformers 5. Where he has a, a, a line like bitchin' ride or something like that. Anthony Hopkins, Academy Award winning actor, saying bitchin' ride. I mean, well, at some point. When you win an Academy Award and you're in th- those high profile Oscar bait movies and you win awards for it, you know what? You earn the right to be in a silly. Well, that's what I was romp. just going to kind of say. Yeah. Is at a certain point in your career, you've done it all. Do something different. Just have fun. Like, you know the movie's going to be dumb. Just have fun with it then. Nobody's going to judge you. Your career's not going to end. And he got the best of both worlds. Yeah, make a bad decision. You got Ben Kingsley playing a fantastic terrorist Mandarin, different take. And then he gets to have the fun, gets to have the fun that he signed up for in the end of the movie with this Trevor Slattery. And it's... It's a fun twist, but 
I'm, I wonder how many disappointed fans there were when they saw this movie for the first time. It's like, I are you kidding me? Quite a bit. Like, are you kidding me? This is the Mandarin. We're not even getting the real Mandarin. And then in Act Three, you're going to turn it around and say that no, this person's the real Mandarin. Yeah, and, and okay. he's not. That made it nah. worse. No, nah. that made it worse. That I just, would have rather him been himself and been the Mandarin. I right. don't know because because future Only spoilers did, here, but the. Um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings were getting the Getting the real Mandarin. So who the hell is the real... Will the real Mandarin please stand up? (laughs) We're going to have a problem here. Yes, Uh, sir. The Mandarin Mandarin, sir. The Mandarin. Bernard. Or the real Mandarin or like a Mandarin orange. (laughs) Jarvis, just, I need the real Mandarin. Well, sir, it's complicated. You, you have Trevor Slattery playing the Mandarin, you have Aldrich Killing being the Mandarin, and then you have the Mandarin it's, that's actually It's the, the second Mandarin. Mandarin in a new line of Mandarins. <laughs> <laughs> a new Mandarin in a new line of Mandarin. It's like Marvel's like, guys, we know that was bad. We're sorry. It was a joke. Didn't hit. But don't worry. We're going to fix gonna it in a real, short real film. One we're going to fix time. it. Yes. Or but Trevor no, Slattery whole... was a different character completely and just in this movie. <laughs> Fine. I don't. I didn't know barely anything about like uh, Mandarin. Like all I knew he's a villain. He is the Iron Man arch nemesis. I wasn't that offended. But I knew that this we find out that he's cool Trevor Slattery, stage actor who was found off the street and doing drugs. Yeah, and they gave him more drugs to do this role. Yeah, but I, it was kind of funny how they play off the the fortune cookie thing he's like talking to those prostitutes he's like did you know the fortune cookie is not uh, not chinese it's american thing hmm. but that was kind of fun yeah he had a good time with that. the role and that's what i can say about it he he uh, he's semi-useful later on now it's kind of shifting gears a little bit yeah the Harley, this is what I was talking about earlier on the PTSD stuff. The Harley and Tony scenes where he is, he keeps asking him stuff about the wormhole and he's just making his situation even worse with the with with the anxiety and the stress and the mental I thought that was a funny scene. I, I, the, I thought it was funny before. I think I did at least. I haven't seen this movie in a long time, in a few years before I watched it last night. But I didn't like how it turned the seriousness of what he's going through that we saw in the first act of the movie and kind of turned it into a funny joke with Harley. I'd not, I'm not sure that I'm a big fan of that because you get these serious moments earlier and they're very quick. They're quick moments of showing the PTSD. Okay, we show him having nightmares about what happened in new york we show him leaving the restaurant because he's having an episode now he's having these prolonged episodes because harley's asking him oh is it the wormhole are you having anxiety attack are you okay are you blah 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 blah? and it's longer and drawn out to show the anxiety attack but I see your it's point. not it's treated like a joke in a sense and i, I turn i asked my roommate how would somebody with ptsd watching this movie feel about that and we can't like, speak to they, that. we don't know we can't speak it to it but how would they i i don't know how well received that would be if 
somebody was kept triggering you like that right. and it's being tri it's being used in the movie as a comedic beat but on the consider on the other side of that you have to consider this is Tony Stark and he deals with it through humor right and i like his response what, and, yeah, and i yes yeah you have to look at it as this is a kid right he That's doesn't understand true. the seriousness he's just going to keep true. asking questions like he doesn't get he's just talking 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 and then he's a kid from home alone asking the the valet driver all this stuff yeah does it have four wheel drive gee kid i don't know and, but it also forces tony to kind of deal with it in that moment like maybe this is helping me just kind of getting through this little attack thinking about it moving on and the more this happens and the more i really you know maybe i do need to talk to somebody so this kid is like okay right it'll help maybe talking about it because it doesn't last very long and then he, i like how he throws a snowball at him and i yes. like how harley just takes it all like when he <laughs> leaves him in the car he's just like and but i'm cold that's... and he goes oh and what does he say just kind of makes fun of him and leaves oh. it was worth a try but i'm cold oh i know you are you know how i can tell because we're connected yeah Drives oh off. hey you know who we forgot about what gary who we forget Oh yes, that Gary, fan Adam Gary, Pally, which, again, aka Dickhead Stormtrooper, he, aka Deputy from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah, useless. I knew I recognized him. <laughs> He's hysterical. I love his little bit. I love I, it. I didn't think it was hysterical, but it was kind of I funny. I thought it was Shane Black. I thought it was his cameo at first, but no, I was man, totally I wrong. It. He was so funny. I like Gary. We don't have to go into much more than that. But even he proves a little useful. He helps him. Right. Tony's just he finding people to help him. And I love how Tony's like, I feel like when he was telling, don't worry, I get this all the time. It almost felt like he was Robert Downey Jr. in that moment. Like, I didn't feel like it was Tony Stark. I bet they improvised the scene. At it least might, a little it, bit. That, there had to have been a little bit. Right. It was just a cool moment. Like, the way he said it seemed very genuine. It didn't seem like part of a performance. Like, just the, oh, I get this all the time. And then, you know, Adam Pally's, like, fanboying. I was like, okay, listen, you're going to make me have another fanboy. Uh, was fanboy he on attack. SNL? I don't think he was a cast member, but he might have wrote some stuff. <clears throat> yeah, okay, good, good. He's funny. He's funny. He's been on just a lot of shows. But anyway. Funny guy. But anyway. but anyway, the second the second PTSD scene was good. I will I will admit that when he helps him to realize what he can do to help like the situation. Like don't just okay, you're Tony Stark, think. Like think about it. You're an engineer. Why don't you just build something? And that gets the gears turning Hot in gears. Tony's head. Fun. Like it takes him out of the anxiety attack. Because it puts it, it reminds him of himself. Like, yeah. oh yes, this is these are my strengths. Yeah, like I can do this. I am Tony yes. Stark. I am Iron Man. I can build. I look, and he has he has a really. Good, I built this same thing <laughs> in a cave with a box of scraps. I can go to Home Tony. Depot and get stuff. I mean, this is Home Depot. I can do the same thing. Man, by the way, Home Depot. He's not. He's not looking very innocent. Shall we say? Um, if he used a card, there, 
buying well, stuff that wallet? looks like he's cooking meth. Did he grab or his wallet? Building a bomb. Did he yeah. grab his wallet from the attack? Did he have time to grab his wallet? How did he pay for this? Did he have his wallet? That's like, a good question. Maybe and, it's the NFT technology or not NFT, not non-fungible token, but that that technology that when you it, it lets you like walk out of the store and it pays for all your stuff. Yikes. Um using a chip. Cool. The chip on, in his in arm. Your credit card. No, but let's just say he did pay with his card. Assuming he doesn't have cash on he it. He had it in his prison wallet. Sure, but um wouldn't That's that have been like the folks. guy taking it like, oh, shoot, you're Tony Stark. I thought you were dead. Guys, Tony Stark is here. Wouldn't that have set off some sort of something like, hey, Tony Stark's credit card was just used. Here's where he is. He's not dead. <laughs> Fraud alert. <laughs> uh, Tony, you're you're dead and your That's card was just question. used. So was that you? If so, this email does not Let's need a response. About- Let's talk about Maya a little bit. Let's talk about her. What is it, what's the story that she tells in the car while talking to Pepper? Basically, the gist of the scene is that she feels guilty because she's working with Aldrich or that she found out that Aldrich was doing this Man, clandestine man. stuff. And she's opening up to Pepper about it. And then Pepper basically tells her, you know, that's what we used to do. We used to sell weapons. So don't judge yourself. Like, you can right? change. I think that might have had an impact on her because she's her story is that she's comparing an old Nazi scientist and or a Nazi engineer, how their rockets were used by the Nazis Uh to kill people. And she's like, well, he said this person said, I don't remember the scientist's name, but the rocket worked perfectly. It just landed on the wrong planet or something like that. What was that referencing? It was referencing a Nazi scientist who said that. Yeah, who? Like somebody from Captain America? Like was it somebody we've seen? No, no, no. It was real world. And it landed on another planet. Scientist. What? You said it landed on a, a different planet, the wrong planet. Because he wanted to use rocket technology to go into space, not to bomb other people. Uh-huh. So he said the rocket landed on the wrong planet because it hit Earth because he wanted oh. to go. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that went over my head then, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a but anyway, her story, it comes in a little later. I just, I would kept, I didn't have much time to think about it, but how does that factor into making her character more meaningful? Uh, kind of does. Because she kind of has a roundabout way of uh, kind of, what am I trying to say here? Oh, oh excuse sorry. me. You're excused. Oh. I've been doing it all night. Excuse me. No, it's the way I saw it. I didn't realize this until later. You know what? Screw it. I'm waiting until Act 3 to talk about this. Okay. This was a whole waste of time. But right. just remember the conversation with uh pepper in the car okay because it's obviously it's supposed to add depth to her character but again it's like wading into the shallow end again with this character it's not very she's not very not a very fleshed out character not very good no 
and her acting in general, like in everything I've seen her in, Rebecca Hall, it doesn't really do much for me. Like I'm sure she's fine, but her characters that I've seen her play, she doesn't seem like she's that great of an actress. She's fine. Like she's not terrible. I'm just saying. Right. I'm not really getting much from her. No. No, but not in this role. It's fine. It end the, the act ends with Tony getting captured by some goons. And, well, Killian, Killian's yep. people, mm-hmm. and chained up with his own. And we learn, like, of hey. course, Trevor Slattery. We talked about him, and yeah, I feel like they might have given that away too soon about him working with Aldrich. Yeah. But they still, they still, they they had the fine line. All they revealed was, oh, it's a theatrical performance, and Aldrich is behind it. Right. So he's involved in some way, but it's still a terrorist. Like it's terrorist. the master, and they don't let anyone around him with guns because they're afraid of him. They don't trust they him because he's a goof. They still keep you in the mystery about who yeah. this Mandarin character is until the truth comes out. Right. But right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I. I, I don't know. Yeah, this act... It just adds into the Mandarin mishap, I guess you could call it, with this movie. Yeah. Which is what a lot of fans... With the exception say, of the Tony and Harley stuff, this act does not hold up as well as Act 1 did. No. Didn't do no. as much. Act 3 I mean, is a little better, but Act 1 still, man. Strong start. I, it's got some... It's got some interesting stuff in it visuals to like with tony sitting next to his own suit yeah that's, that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool like and i can talking dig that. to it yeah like almost like it's another personality that yeah, just I came to my it. mind but i can dig it do we want to go to act interesting uh, we didn't even talk about the stuff of the the fight scenes in the little town where they basically flood the whole city Oh yeah, with the water tower. He knocks that's the how water Tony tower down him. and it's shot in kill the him, face. Though. Don't kill him. Does we won't learn nothing. It doesn't kill him. Which Aldrich is our movie's Nigma. Edward yeah. Nigma. Not as goofy. Also Jamie Lee or not Jamie Lee, but Jamie Foxx in Amazing Spider Man two as Electro. Yeah, kinda. That nerd turn hunk. Nerd turned hunked slash nerd scorned by someone you admire, which is a trope oh, yeah. in these movies. Yeah, that's by how this they, point. I mean, yeah, it's that syndrome syndrome. Uh, yes. Oh, now we got me monologuing. Yeah, we got to do those. Yes, we do. Maybe Absolutely. that'll become a, hold on, the cat. You got the cat, I, the cat. I had her upstairs for a while. And then Luna was in here and kept her out, but then Luna left, and now... Get ready for the sniffles. Yep. <laughs> yep. I really tried. I love her, but man, uh, she kills me every time she's up. But she kills me every time she does it. What? <laughs> I really tried something that did not work. I die every time she's in here. Love you. We uh, sent the kid out of the room. Uh, do you think people get sick of us always referencing back to Star Wars in every episode? No, I it don't parallels know. Nobody everything. ever says anything. So. It parallels everything. It does. Everything Ring is theory. a parallel to Star Wars. Ring Theory. This movie should just, or this movie, this podcast should just been called the Ring Theory Guys. Ring Theory no. Leaders. Ringers. Just a segment. The Ringers. Remember when we had those segments? 
<laughs> yeah, I do. Forced perspective. In our in our early days. Yep, you heard the Twilight episode about, if but... you listened, but. He created you. He created me. Custom-made terror threat. Yes! Yes! His think tank thinked it up. Uh, the pathology of a serial killer. The manipulation of Western iconography. Ready for another lesson? Blah, blah, blah. The course, with my performance brought the Mandarin to life. Your performance? Where people died? No, they didn't. Look around you, the costumes, green screen. I, honestly, I wasn't on location for half of this stuff. When I was, it was movie magic love. Act three. Tony escapes when Harley sends the Mark 42, but it still sucks and doesn't really work. Rhodey gets to Tony and Trevor as Glowy Bald takes the president and the vice president seems like he's in on this whole thing, which we haven't seen from anything from him up until now, but it's revealed that his granddaughter is missing a limb, so naturally he'd want in on the extremist stuff. He's shady. Tony saves 13 people from the airplane. They get thrown out of the airplane by Glowy Bald in the Iron Patriot suit. And then the Mark 42 is smashed by a truck but don't worry because he was controlling it remotely so tony initiates house party protocol to go save the president and pepper let's skip ahead tony and Rhodey are on the docks where killian has pepper and the president rhodes goes for prez and tony goes for pep but killian goes super saiyan extremists and the house party protocol comes alive. This is a cool moment when all sorts of different Iron Man suits just come in for backup and they each take care of extremist soldiers. They're all doing their thing while Tony's kind of controlling them all. Tony does some suit jumping and Rhodes saves the Prez. Pepper falls to her alleged death in a fire and Tony takes on Aldridge, a.k.a the real but not real mandarin and lo and behold mark 42 the prodigal son returns only to break again but prove himself worthy when he blows up killian but not really a lot of stuff that happens but doesn't really happen in this movie pepper emerges to tony's surprise and ends up killing killian with an iron man arm they kiss, Tony blows up all of his suits, and it's Christmas. Happy, whom we've forgotten about, I'm sure, is still alive, and he's still in the hospital, and he's awake. Harley, then, this is kind of where the end, where it montages all the loose ends. Harley comes back to his shed to discover that Tony has remodeled and has, and it, it, it's like this super high-tech setting him up for the future, question mark? And the vice president gets arrested, as does Trevor the actor, but he's loving it, all the cameras are on him. Tony gets his arc reactor surgically removed and tosses it in the ocean and then drives away with his trailer of robot friends. 
and a screwdriver. The end credit scene is a joke, essentially, where we find out Tony's voiceover the whole time <laughs> has been talking. He's talking to Bruce Banner, who's fallen asleep, and he's like, I'm not really that kind of a doctor, but he wasn't really listening. Ha, freaking ha. Dude. And that's act three. Yeah. When you say it's a joke, it sounded so damn snarky. That <laughs> just the, Or should I say starky? Ah, there you go. Let's, no, well, just the end credit scene is a joke. Like, it is. And I had high expectations of <laughs> setting up something. <laughs> but I didn't think it sucked. I thought it was kind of funny because yeah. then it, it shows that the entire movie has been Tony telling Bruce <laughs> the events of the movie. Where'd you last year? Uh, something about Switzerland. I when, don't know. When Tony, did I I'm lose not really you? This kind of a doctor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm not really that kind of a doctor. I don't have the temperament. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I just wish there was something <laughs> he else. He turns into else. the Hulk. Boring. That would have been funny. Uh, okay, so right at the back. I hate the... stairs. <laughs> Spoilers. I hate Sweden. So Tony. Has a, there's okay. this fun little okay. gag where he's like, all right, you guys, I'm going to break out in four, yes. three, two, and then um, nothing happens hey, and this um, goes on. So, guys, can can one of you tell me how far is the mileage between Miami and uh, Tennessee? 832 miles. <laughs> I'm good like that. I, <laughs> I love that guy. One. Is that the same guy that when Tony aims a gun at the, like the last guy he goes, honestly, I hate this job. Everybody here no, is so no, no, weird. No. That's a different guy. Because that's my favorite line of the movie. Like that's a bit of humor that I'm like, <laughs> I love that. Honestly, I hate it here. Everybody is so weird. I love that line. But um, I, I, like I said, I love that. Just it's so. Silly to see from a big buff henchman type guy with a ponytail. Yeah. How far is the mileage? 832 miles. No. Oh, man. <laughs> just the the fact that a henchman would know that, and then he just turns and nods it. I'm good like that. Like, to his other guys. Like, you knew that? That just yeah. cracked me up. That was one of the moments I laughed hardest in the movie. Yeah, that, their, their bits are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Tony the henchman. has to kind of makeshift his way. Again, Mark 42, not fully operational yet, but he makes fully it kind of work. Yeah, there we go. Uh, cool but, scene, oh. real oh, cool scene, and this is a contender for best scene of the movie, the airplane scene when everybody's falling oh, out. Oh, absolutely. And then Tony's like, okay, Jarvis, how many are there? And there's 13, and they're falling. They don't have parachutes. And he like just connects them all in the air. Like, are right, you here? You're going to hold on to his hand. You're going to hold on to her hand. And he saves them all, which physically, uh, 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 the physics of this, video on this, they yeah. probably would have died because you can't abruptly just stop the motion. Like their insides would have come out of their toes. They didn't, he didn't wait a minute. Although he probably he did slow them down as they were going. Right. Okay. Right, yeah. Right, that, right, right. Okay. That yeah. checks out. That checks out. But no, I I did watch a movie. It was like one of those variety science, like what's the actual science of the situation sort of videos, like with an actual scientist, whatever. I think you were talking about say. how uh, how he he tells him in the movie, like I'm going to send an electrical charge through your body. You won't be able to let go of the person after you grab them. 
Okay. And this whole conversation right now we're having is pointless because I don't remember exactly what he said. Okay, but he was great. questioning. Well, <laughs> he was to go off that point, not of, at all. But I thought you were going to go of, this route. Um, they do this in movies, and I guess for the sake of <laughs> the plot and just for the audience, they have to do this. But whenever anybody is falling like through the sky or parachuting and they're just having a conversation you that is physically impossible like mythbusters did this thing where they were parachuting skydiving next to each other and because of the turbulent like the wind and you're going so fast you can't hear shit even if you're from me to my water bottle away like they filmed themselves skydiving yelling at the top of their lungs they couldn't hear each other. So you, you would, they wouldn't be able to hear, like he wouldn't be able to communicate to those people. You wouldn't have heard their screams. But what if the but Iron Man suit has an amplifier? Even that like people, you wouldn't be able to hear the screams or anything. I'm just saying you have to do it in movies to make it right. more understandable. But I mean, they didn't mention that in the, the thing that I watched. It was weird. just about the electro, the electric signals, like causing you to clamp your hand down. Shock therapy. that, yeah, like it, it, theoretically it would work, but I think in the situation he was saying in the movie, it wouldn't work as well with how they're moving or whatever. Good idea, doesn't work. <laughs> but that, I think, what you said at, at the get-go there, I think this would take the cake for my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's a good scene. Just because it's it's well shot, it has the tension. Yep. It, there, there's a countdown element to it, you know, because, okay, we have to grab all these people or else they're going to hit the water and die. Yeah. And yeah. I can't, I, I cannot let that happen. But just, and then the payoff is so cool because I forgot. That he wasn't I in the forgot. Suit. He gets hit by the, he gets hit by the bus and you're thinking, oh shit. And then you realize, oh He's controlling the suit remotely. That was set up in the act one. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. that's fine with me. And even though I mentioned I that thought I've it was come very terms, clever. I've come very to terms with Mark 42 being destroyed. I still think it was done maybe once too many. Once too many. But that scene could also be emblematic of him I'm learning even talking about how that to come scene, to just terms. Overall, they could have cut one of them out. Physically, it's showing him come to terms. Yeah, I think like the last one was kind of silly. Like the prodigal son yeah, returns like and then it epic. breaks one last time. And it's like, oh, he, he. Yeah, and then he's just like, whatever. And, but I think that him using the suit in that way is kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of him throughout the movie learning or they don't really show it outright. And how he, in his behavior, or maybe he, he gets to this point through like the, oh, I'm Tony Stark. I'm an inventor. I make these gadgets. I made a glove. Oh, I escaped. I just, it's funny. Uh, I, got my suit I made from- a glove. <laughs> like I made all these suits. Um, I have this big, uh, I have all I these made a suits. Glove. <laughs> the, 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 the house party protocol. I made an ornament um, ball. And wow. also, also on my resume, I made a glove once. So with it was an oven mitt, pretty literally. I watched The Office uh, and uh, Phyllis made an oven mitt, and I thought, you know what, I could do that. Really, I Phyllis, do that. an oven mitt. 
And apparently Phyllis is telling me she loves me a whole handmade oven mitts worth. <laughs> oh, that episode is great. I uh, bought Ryan an iPod. The gift limit was $20. <laughs> yeah, that episode is so gold. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, back it to is, it was the opening. It, hey, it's a Christmas movie. We can mention it real quick. When he walks oh. in with the Christmas tree. <laughs> Is it the really shove tall it. one? No, you shove it. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That episode is one of my favorites. That's one of my that favorites. Grin. It's literally one no, of my favorites. No, but Yankee Swap. <laughs> him using the suit in that way is kind yeah. of him learning how to deal with his insecurity. If the suit represents him not being well put together, it's him using that to his kind of advantage in a sense. Yeah. If that makes any sense, but also I was I was thinking as you were talking about the prodigal son returns and the suit breaks and everything, ha ha he he. In that moment, he doesn't need that Mark Forty Two anymore because he realizes maybe all the other suits around him, he's got all of his other suits around him. Those represent all the other aspects of himself that aren't the insecurities like the Mark Forty Two is. Yeah. That when he gets control over it, he can use it, but it still falls apart and doesn't work right. Whereas these other suits, they're state of the art. They're the other parts of himself that make him confident. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the Mark 42 represents what you talked about earlier, the insecurity of New York and everything mm -hmm. that goes with that and not being able to protect his loved ones against something that he doesn't know about or is unsure about. But I just thought that's kind of interesting. It's very interesting. And another, this thing, this, having Iron Man 3 start the phase two, it really sets mm -hmm. up Age of Ultron also in the Absolutely. in the sense that um, the unmanned suits is foreshadowing and setting up, it's planting the idea that Tony has the ability, the capability to make a bunch of suits so this might be where he originally thought, oh, you know, I'm going to start kind of working on this, you know, suit of uh, armor, suit of armor the around the world. This Ultron yeah. idea of having these suits just in all these countries protecting. So this is kind of a, a first draft, you know, when all these suits show mm -hmm. up and they all do different kind of functions. They're all kind of cool looking. But it, like I, again, something that went over my head first watching it because obviously we didn't know at the time. Right what it was setting up. I'm sure fans of the comics, like hardcore fans were like, oh, they set up Ultron. But, yeah, very cool there. <laughs> like that? No. Oh, they have cats too? Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I said but, this before, but mm -hmm. I originally hated that we get this cool moment where it's, oh, I think I no know what way, you're say. the prodigal son returns, Mark 42, and then it hits its foot on the thing and he's just like, uh, whatever. I originally takes the wind hated out of the that. Sails. Like yeah. I wanted it to just have one moment where he it, it's it suited like up Luke perfectly. The saber. It, yes, just give us this one moment. And even though I've come to terms with the the idea, the symbolism, you know, with the suit is unstable, he's unstable. It's a copy. Uh -huh. That yeah. one part, I feel like it could have just okay. End of the movie. He's coming together finally. 
the suit could come together finally and it'd be a nice bookend but nope let's just play this for jokes too we've already fucked the mandarin let's you know let mark 42 you're next bro whatever (laughs) it's fine you hit i think you hit it right on the head with that that would have been a nice visual representation too yeah and of course it's and that's a problem with the movie though i don't i don't think the whole him coming together sort of thing, like getting control over himself, like getting this under control, I think it's rushed. It's so rushed. I don't think it's properly re- uh, resolved okay. by the end of the movie. Okay. The symbolism is appropriate, like him throwing the arc reactor in the ruins of his old home, which kind of goes back to the theme yeah. in uh, Iron Man 1, where he's where his suits are representing who he was and who he's trying to turn himself into. Sure. You know, the first suit's very clunky. The second suit's an improvement, but the third one's the final design. Like, show, showing his growth as a character, that's kind of the same idea in this one, where it's kind of what's going, what's happening to him throughout this movie is kind of reforging him again, yeah. if you will, as a person. Like, he's lost his home. He's lost his suits. Now he's starting again from scratch, and he has to kind of rebuild again, kind of like he did in Iron Man 1, where he doesn't have all these tools at his disposal. He has to restart, reboot. Since you brought up the throwing the arc reactor, you know, we'll come back to the fight scene and stuff, but... I, again, originally was like, well, what's the... Why do that? We know he's coming back. And he, he doesn't it stop being Iron Man. It makes it look like he's quitting Iron Man. But when I really watched it and dug in, what what he's not doing is giving up Iron Man. He's giving up the dependency on the suits and the dependency on the arc reactor. So he doesn't need that to live anymore. And it's not like a fallback for him he's not depending on it which in turn is freeing him up like yes he's still going to be iron man he even says it like you know like i said you know who i am i'm iron man he is iron man he doesn't need the arc reactor it doesn't that's not what makes him iron man oh good yeah because when it's in him keeping him alive that's a whole but he thinks he needs it but you get it surgically removed you don't need to depend on that anymore. That's one less thing to worry about. Focus on making these suits right, and using it, and it's not going to harm you to use the suits. And I I get the idea that at the end of the movie, it's supposed to be, oh, he's over. He's kind of over his insecurities because he's got a mission now. He, he has his eyes set on what he needs to do now. Yes. <clears throat> to protect the world from devastation, to unite all peoples within our nation, whatever. But to, to, uh, truth and love to uh, to denounce yeah. the evils of denounce truth and love truth to and extend love. our reach to the stars above. See, Jesse that's what he wants to do. James, Team Rocket, blast off at the speed of light. Me out. No, that's one more right. line. There's one more line. Surrender now. Prepare to fight. Yeah, then me out. That's right. Anyway, we fudged that. Funnily enough, that fits with the theme I was going for and that yeah. he sets his eyes to the stars and is like, okay, I know what I must do. Sure. And this is the first step. This is the first step. These are your first Throwing steps. Throwing this away, 
putting the past behind me, like that's who I I I know who I am, what I want to be, whatever. Yeah. I felt it was a in the movie a little rushed. Maybe at the but very I end liked there. It. Like with the montage and they make such a big deal about the PTSD stuff and it just doesn't get properly resolved for me at all. No. Because yeah. they don't show the PTSD stuff anymore in any of the other Iron Man appearances. True. He's kind of gotten over it. He's embraced it. We obviously found out a while ago that the reason that there weren't six shadow people is because the person that blew up was the bomb, when the bomb is the whatever. Right, they're um, the people who overdose. Yeah, so extremists had all these issues. Pepper is now an extremist glowy person. So when she dies, she doesn't really die. So she comes back. And we do get to see a genuine reaction from Tony when he finds yeah, like, out yo. Like through the little hologram thingy, the little television. Yeah. The part that I don't like is when Aldrich emerges from the fire with his dragon tattoos. And he's like, yeah, oh, I'm the Mandarin. It's like, no, you're not. Exactly. No, you're not. And that's treated as a joke when he gets his ass kicked right after he said it. It's like, nah, you're not the real Mandarin. And everyone He's not knows it. Everybody for knows like it. 10 years. Um, you're not the real Mandarin, and everybody knows it. Yeah. Um, so I still but, didn't like that. Like, he's mm. kind of a generic villain. Could have been great. Ben Kingsley, if they'd have stuck with that, uh, I would well, have loved to have see how to that played out. Why did it have to be an Aldrich out. Killian? I don't know. Why he's from the Why couldn't it have comics. been Alexander Smythe? Because like, they didn't have the rights to those characters the yet. Guy. They didn't mm-hmm. have the rights to those characters yet. That's Spider Man. That's true. That That's was still, true. Now they can retcon. Now it. they actually that wasn't Aldrich Killing. Um, the, the person behind it, and we'll get some flashbacks. Remember that seed in Iron Man three? In the corner, you'll see a guy. That's Spythe. He's, he's sitting right there on his little computer there. Yeah, that that's actually what happened. Oh, and what about the seed in? Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, the guy in the background of the computer, <laughs> Smythe. Same thing with what they did with a future movie that we're not going to mention right now because we're going to cover it, Spider-Man, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, fun, fun. I love just all these suits working on their own and then Tony oh, kind of jumping from suit to suit it's in these so cool, cool ways. Uh, Rhodey saving the president. This is the coolest stuff we've seen in Iron Man films. Yeah, and I, like I we love... we actually see the suits. I love that the president is a straight up... He's not a bad guy. He didn't... They didn't do that. That cliche right. where it's like, uh, he was in He was in on it the whole time. They didn't do that. I love when... Gladly. Uh, when James The vice president, like, though, I expected his eyes to start glowing. Yeah, he... His was kind of a forced... Oh, hey, by the way, somebody in the government's yeah. in on it. But I love Rhodes's... Um, all right... Uh, hook me up with a suit. He's like, what do, you, what do you mean? They're they're all coded to me. Sorry. And he's just like, ah. Yeah. You know. um, also, this is when I was talking about it goes full on lethal weapon. Okay, and I've never seen Because they're weapons. at an 80s dock. They're at, it's like yeah, a at the dock. 80s action set. Yeah. And then all, uh, apparently Aldrich is all, and now he's a eco-terrorist. Oh, and he can breathe fire? That was real dumb. Did you didn't think that like was that. dumb? Didn't like that. I didn't care for. I didn't mind it. Oh, I mean, it makes so sense with the extremists. Stupid. 
What just the look of it? Like just the, that he could do it. I didn't like that he could do it. And then oh, he had dragon tattoos, so he can breathe fire. Like oh, that's clever. It's not clever. I didn't like. I thought that. the dragon tattoos were dumb. The guy with the dragon because tattoos. he's not even. He's white. He's white. He's and fine. Get dragon tattoos. Dragon tattoos are sweet. Like I'm really big into American traditional style, and the the dragon tattoos in that style are really cool. But how they use them here. Like Mandarin, I'm the Mandarin, Dragon, Breathe Fire. He didn't work for me nah, as a villain. Nah. He didn't work for me. Like, he's pretty I think low it was on just to visually show that, oh, I'm the real Mandarin, but you're not. No, but and you're everybody not. Everybody knows it. And we're just going to knock you into the fire now. Yeah. I. We're going to have Pepper kick your ass, and then we're going to have her have a cool action scene, which apparently Extremis turns you into a Kung Fu master. Yeah. And oh, and by the way, we're gonna take we're gonna get rid of it. We're gonna what? get rid of it. Yeah, how did and they get you're rid gonna of be it? great. How did she get rid of it? Uh Tony did. How he cracked the code, remember? No. Because Maya Maya he wrote on the back of that card that said, You know who I am. And at the hotel, he wrote okay, the yeah, formula yeah. on the back of it. Like part of the formula, to, and he hadn't finished it though. To get rid so of, so that's that's why she went to Tony's house, I think, to kay. talk to him before he got bombed. Was to try and, you know, she may have realized, okay, I'm kind of, I know what's going on. I learned that Aldrich is behind all this. I'm gonna try and get Tony's help to make extremists work. But so then he got bombed. It just leaves her body, she though? She didn't have the chance. That equation what? allows it to leave her body? Like, because she's not like that in any other movie. What? No, how? It, no, no, no. Yes, it, it's basically an antidote. But Okay. Or it's him solving the equation so the extremist works, and in so doing, you can reverse engineer it and figure out a way to get rid of it. I think that's what it was. Okay, great. Which is what he did to Pepper. I'll just accept it for what it is. She gets her moment. She gets to defeat the thing. Kind of. She gets cool, her I moment guess. and it's gone. And then you just turn around the next scene and say, "Okay, that's that." Yeah, it's Christmas. Let's blow him up. He blows up all the suits, all that stuff. But and by no, uh, the f <laughs> kind of a funny uh, <clears throat> visual metaphor. Just when Aldrich is on the rooftop in the beginning oh, yeah. of the movie, the. The uh, the fireworks kind of foreshadow not only the suits exploding with the fireworks, but also what happens to the people with the extremists that they explode. And he's kind of behind it. Wait a minute. I just took extremists. Extremists explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story. Thank you, Aldrich. <laughs> Lots of parallels with Pixar here. <laughs> Oh, did you, you know, you know, one thing that also really bothered me, I, I feel like... We're a lost toy. <laughs> I feel like uh, Don Cheadle, like, forgot a line, and for some reason they just, they liked this improvision better, because I, I have a tough time believing that this was written when he's telling the president Please to hang on, he it says is. it like three times. Mr. President, just hang on. Just hang on, Mr. President. Hang on. <laughs> Maybe tell him one more time. I don't think he heard you the first three times. Tell him one more time. It just seemed recently. Awkward. Did that? Did he did, do that recently? Yeah, right. That's what it was. <laughs> but did that seem awkward to you, to you? Like there wasn't a line there, and he was like, "You know what?" It's funny you mentioned that because me, 
my roommate were watching it last night and he called that out too because he like, double takes he what else is he gonna do he can't move right <laughs> but it's just awkward the first two times fine mr president just hang on mr president just hang on and then he looks away like he's gonna leave and then he i don't really know what else to say hang on like dude got it <laughs> heard ya i'm here don what would you have him say don just add something there. We what don't, would you have him say? Nothing. Cut away. Just hang on, Mr. President. Leave. That's true. And you'd lose some of that running time. Yeah. Get more screenings in there. Like, dude, I, I 30 bet. seconds makes a big difference, right? The pepper thing was a little weird and a little forced, I feel. It's But fine. But it's such a turnaround because you could have had such potential in further movies down the line. Like maybe she could have gotten control over it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She could have controlled the extremists. And then later on, like, and you don't even get a call on on this later in other movies where he maybe cracks a joke that she had extremists at one point. It's like, oh, Pep, you feel a little hot? <laughs> right. Like the, and then it's it's like you don't even crack a joke and she she could say, oh, shut up, Tony, or something like that. And it would be funny. But you don't even get any of that. It's almost like you had extremists, you kicked the guy's ass, and then you get it taken away and we forget all about it and it's like it never happened. Right. It was a little... Never mentioned fun. again. Yeah, it could have been a fun thing in future movies. But we also find out happy is alive he's gonna recover he's watching and man Downton he abbey. just wants to watch Downton abbey um were they trying to set up like he was checking out that nurse i think yes that was also super weird how he was just <laughs> looking at her it's like what are we doing here shane 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 do we does this come back in another movie does she become my oh she doesn't we never see her again how do you want me to look at her like seductively what are, what are we doing like i'm recovering exactly. i'm out of it or okay so shane let me just get this clip you're you want to set again. up a love interest that never comes back got it like what are we doing here shane come on sb <laughs> but yeah fine, the way whatever. he like side eyes her is yeah. kind of kind of weird but the suit hopping is really cool the, the suit um, hopping is awesome we see the Tony, different suits being used and their abilities, like, like the one that we water. thought, oh, it's the Hulkbuster. Yeah, not quite. That was cool. It's about a quarter of the Hulkbuster. Um, the the Harley, I feel like they really set up Harley to be the next Iron Man at some point. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll be in Armor know. Wars. The way what if he's in Armor anyway. Wars? What? That show coming to Disney Plus, Armor Wars. Anyway. What is that about? I've never I, heard of it. It was a part of that big announcement. I'll tell you off the air. But Okay. Um Yeah, Tony, when did, did he that? get into the shed without him knowing and upgrade everything? Whatever. He what has a potato matter, gun mark two. That yeah. Like they what better the use now? this later. He's gonna take it to school and really whoop that bully's they ass. They better use this later. Otherwise but this whole movie was waste. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the idea that he's setting him up to be the next Iron Man. He's smart like Iron Man. He helped no, him no. fix his suit. The next Iron Man is Peter Parker. No, no, no. In terms of being the protege or whatever, the understudy yeah, or the Armor apprentice. Wars. Armor Wars. Okay. 
We'll see. We will see. We will see. Yeah, I want to. We will see. But I kind of want to hop back a little bit to the whole Maya thing. Now that we finally can talk about what happens to her. Yeah, she gets shot. Just the way that she ends as a character just kind of encapsulates the importance of her role in this movie. Just like, okay, she was so important that she gets shot and killed and you never see her again and you don't really have any emotional grounding for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she, okay, she's going to sack. Okay. Uh, it's just so lazy. It's a little lazy the way it happens because yeah. she's what. Why don't we do a quick run through here? She came to Tony. She wanted to get him to help on the extremists. And then later on, she she's with Pepper. Pepper gets attacked by Aldrich at the house that they're at. They're actually in Malibu, aren't they? Yeah. Or Miami or wherever they're, they're where Aldrich is. But anyway, she gets kidnapped by Aldrich, whatever. And, and she said, well, now we have a reason to have Tony come. And help us with this formula or help me with the formula, crack the formula. He almost had it several years ago. It's like, why didn't you just ask him why are, and at, at first I thought, why are we doing this elaborate kidnapping plot that is completely unnecessary when you could have just walked up to his house and asked him? Yeah, you, you could have. But that's not, I don't think that's what, how it went that's down. That's not the though. style. It's not how it went down. I I I'm thinking of it in an exaggerated term. Yeah. But no, I was I I was just like, okay. And then she she has this speech with Pepper about how she regrets what she's doing with Aldrich and how she can yeah. still turn around and change. And she does at when she's watching Pepper get tortured in front of tony through the hologram she changes and puts the thing on her neck and is like don't do it aldrich i swear i'll i'll won't i won't regulate or whatever or i'll overdose whatever she says well, okay question about that and then she sh she gets shot and she's yeah. dead and that's so, it what does she have that he needs but apparently he doesn't need because he kills her is that the equation That's a good question. And then I don't he's know. just like, maybe well, never she, mind. Maybe I don't they're need lovers. You. No, because she has something that he needs, but then apparently doesn't need it that bad because he's like, ah, I'm already good. It didn't make sense to me. And it that, still doesn't. You know, now that you mention it, yeah, because she is the creator of Extremis. So how would he continue to create it if, or perfect it if she, he didn't have her around? Who knows? Was and he who just going to Is he just going to trap Tony and force him to do it? To date, he's the weakest MCU villain, so it doesn't matter. Uh, by 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 to date, I mean in even worse than well, Ivan had some depth with the family connections yeah. with like the Stark versus Ivan Vankos, the Vankos, the relationship there. This is just. But there is a little bit of depth now that I, I just saw this. Because he reminded, stands him up. Just he reminded could have been better. He could have been better. I am not going to name names, but it could have been done better. That's a Django Unchained reference, everybody. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. But he is a kind of a dark mirror to Tony. If you think about it, Tony's attractive. Tony's rich. Tony's... A genius, and he becomes whatever. that. 
he's kind of the opposite side of the coin uh-huh. of Aldrich. Aldrich is when he meets Aldrich, he's a nerd. He's very lanky. He has a he walks with a cane. He's got pimples and stuff all on his face, and him and Maya kind of represent him and Pepper, like a dark mirror of him and Pepper. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's almost like he's trying to turn himself into Tony. It's almost like... With the extremists. Every problem the MCU has stems from Tony Stark making enemies. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hold on, there's a fly buzzing by my mic, so I had to blow it off. (laughs) Am I right? Okay. <laughs> Act three. I don't know if the movie really stuck the landing, but it had some really fun moments with the battle scene. Um, I mean, we Rhodes ends up he meets Trevor, so he gets one more little scene where he's kind of funny, I guess, and um. Uh, like when he when he's a, like falls asleep mid sentence and then wakes up and the soccer team scores a goal and he's ole, 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 or whatever he <laughs> says whatever fine funny ole yeah yeah but the the buddy cop aspect was really only in the the third act I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of it right with War Iron Patriot and Iron Man yeah give me more of that less of Aldrich Killian. And we're in good shape. Overall, though, this movie, I I appreciate it a lot, lot more watching it now than when I originally did. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I I can... I mean, it's it's one that I'd I'd re-watch. I had fun with it. Go ahead and give me your final thoughts on it. My final thoughts on, on the film, I think it's really enjoyable. I think... You kind of said it in the beginning of the episode. It's, I think, my favorite Iron Man movie. Just because it's got all the best elements. It does, it kind of has those ring theory moments that kind of add a little bit of depth to it, like connecting it to the first one in a nice trilogy. Kind of wraps up the Iron Man trilogy in a nice way, bookends it with the arc reactor being thrown. You get Tony Stark's humor. I think... What you said in the earlier episodes was that, ah, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is great, but he's not in the element as Tony Stark yet. Now he I is. I think in this movie, he's totally in it. And you can hear it, you can see it. The humor is firing on all cylinders. I really like it. The, the quippy one-liners, like the don't be a pussy about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's... It's, it's, it's great. It's great to watch. It's entertaining. The the downsides, though, I have to say... Aldrich. Aldrich Killian, and his motivation is literally just kind of greed. Oh, I got Extremis. The whole scheme of the movie is just... We're going to create the Mandarin as a terrorist to basically be a cover for our malfunctioning product. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what are these bombings? Oh, uh, we we don't want our company AIM. We don't want our think tank to be caught. So we're gonna make up a terrorist and say that he's doing it. Yep. And that's how we incorporate the Mandarin into the plot. 
yeah. love I, j- just the way that that happened the, the, the motive behind the villain the personal animosity is great and goes with the theme of all these people who, who Tony created all these demons I mean you got Obadiah Stane jealous of his success you yep, got he Ivan blows up. dude yeah, all of Iron Man's villains die by blowing up Ooh. Right and theory. none of them are really because of Iron Man. No, that's kind of a self-destructive thing. Yeah. They try to be like him and it doesn't Dude. work. Dude. That's, I, I said it like a Californian. No, but they do die. Not always. It's not Tony that does it. I never thought of that. It's never Tony that lands a killing blow. No towards the villain it's always something that happens to the villain like the arc reactor with obadiah mm-hmm. with ivan self-destruction destructing and pepper and in this one pepper yeah Iron Man which is a ring theory the because pepper's a damsel in the first movie and now she's beating the main villain yep look at her go there you go so in, in that sense it does wrap it up in a nice kind of a, a pff, the wrapping's a little crinkled but the bow is there to tie up this trilogy. If they had mentioned something in the post credit scene about that, that would have been kind of funny. Yeah, so um, I still haven't been able to finish off my own villain. Uh, great. <laughs> Not really a problem. Uh, they're, they're still uh, going away. Uh, and just has, like, I don't know, some sort of line like, uh, Tony. And then Mark Ruffalo can say, you know, I'm going to tell you, Tony, I'm not really blown away by your story. <laughs> Sounds uh, like uh, they're all blown up by their own hand. What are you really doing, Tony? <laughs> I resent that. Redact that. that I, I resent know. that. But yeah, they, they all blow up by not him. That's interesting. Or at least not wow. him directly. Cool. Anyway. I like how it sets the stage for the future. I mean, you even get that in the last his, his last monologue about, I was using the suits as a cocoon. Yeah. And it's like, oh... Are you going to create a cocoon around Earth? And a bomb, almost a like suit an iron, armor. an iron, a suit of armor for the entire world. It can't. It's kind of like the Iron uh, Legion. The what do they call it? The Iron Shield in Israel. The Iron Dome. The Iron sure, Dome. Sure, I'm not familiar. Their, but sure. their missile defense system shoots down any missiles that fly into Israel. There it's called go. the Iron Dome. I believe you. So he his uh, his suits he's going to move forward. This is where that uh, that seed is planted with in Age of Ultron. As we'll get to that, yeah. but that was well implemented, I think, because they implemented it in a way where it wasn't a definitive thing, but it it was kind of vague where it could go, mm-hmm. in a sense with, with the suits. But just had had an issue with resolving the. With the PTSD stuff, I feel like it wasn't resolved as well as it could have been, but... I feel, yeah. It could have been tapped into later on. Mm-hmm. But a- actually, no, I think it does. Never mind. We'll get to it when we get to it later okay, on we'll in Phase 2, but it. it is touched upon later on, the PTSD. Sure. It is touched upon, but I feel like it could have been done a little better in this one, mm-hmm. kind of resolving it within the own the movie itself. Because it feels a little rushed at the end. Other than that, I think it was fine. It was fun. It was. Yeah. I think it had the best 
Iron Man. Best elements of Iron Man kind of in one movie. Yeah, and even some of the worst, but they were out. I think like they were out cinematography. Out I was shined by the good elements. So like the stuff about the suits, like the way the suits were shot, they were implemented like the suit falling yeah. apart goes into his character. Yeah. It's all it's all cool suit stuff, but these movies have never really been about quote unquote Iron Man like in the suit like action spectacles it's always been about tony as the character but tony so. is iron man so it really is an iron man movie even though there's not yeah, much absolutely mm-hmm. so good deal all right well um our, i don't think we're gonna get as deep of a movie on our next one with thor the dark world but mm. you know this one is is hailed as the uh the worst mcu movie I've watched it one time. I've never revisited it. Likewise. And I, the quality in which I watched it was on a computer and I found it on like a bootlegging site. Okay. Well, that certainly doesn't help. I remember very little from this. I'm looking forward to watching it because even the worst MCU movie is better than the best DC movie. So, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) <laughs> with the exception of the dark knight but i'm How looking forward you? because i don't i remember like three things i remember the ether uh loki dying but not really honestly that's it i'm looking forward to getting into it again me too because it does tie in <clears throat> they make it further down the so timeline. it does i think they threw it a bone like all right it they sucks let's make it. it make sense Let's make it better. Make it important. But anyway, we'll talk about that next time. Yes. Yes. This has been Iron Man 3. Thanks. Christian is going to play us out. Spencer, I'm going to put the hammer down on you. You want me to put the hammer down? We're going (laughs) to. You've been listening to Sequel Men, the podcast. We are kicking off Marvel Cinematic Universe Summer of MCU Phase 2. We are doing it, guys. We're back a year later, a little earlier. But as Spencer said, this actually kind of against what Spencer says. It's not going to be a little boring, but rather it's going to be pretty great yep. as, we, as we get into the later ones. Especially the last one. That's a good movie. But... <clears throat> You can listen to, you can re-listen to this episode if you'd like by clicking that rewind button, or you can go back and look at all our previous episodes wherever you are and listen to those. But sure, we're happy to have you. You can listen to those on Pandora, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, am I forgetting anything, Spencer? Basically yeah, anywhere. Anywhere you, you can listen, get your podcast, you can, probably. Mainly. You can find them, yeah. Take it away. And we can also get up close personal. We got the uh, <clears throat> we got our email. That's still a thing. Sequelmen19 at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me there. We got the Twitter, uh, Sequelmen19, Instagram, at Sequelmen the Podcast. And the Facebook. Like, comment, follow, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Uh, I'll read that shiz. And thanks. Thanks for for making the Godzilla one one of our biggest. uh, And uh, hopefully we can continue with a good, strong summer. We got some stuff planned, and we're off to a good start already. So I'm excited for where the summer's taking us. So thanks. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Fun in the sun, you could say. 
I hear Joel going, ha ha. Yeah, uh, can we finish this fucking fast? I gotta get that. <laughs> Are we fucking done? Yeah. My ass. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, Spencer. We can't wait until the next one. That's right, Christian. That's right, Christian, as we go. <laughs> you can't. Okay, a little taste of my own medicine. Gotcha, gotcha. A little taste of my own medicine. But that's right, Christian, because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are created sequel. Felt good to have my mind back. Take care. You know, I can't believe I didn't notice, or I didn't reference this. Look at this. I wore this specifically because Tony's constantly asked about New York. If you yeah. can't see, if, if I'm in uh, your I, ear, I see that because it's on your t-shirt. Yeah. It's, it's one of those <laughs> classic I Heart New York plain, like the white t-shirts for the list. Uh, that's for Tony. That's for Tony. We love New York. Did you get my we little love joke the Avengers. there? Your what? Because Tony in the elevator with uh, Aldrich. He's like, I, I work for AIM because I got this t-shirt. Oh, yeah. He's like, I see that because it's on your t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good moment. All right.